This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. And I'm the hard RJ. And we're just two guys who have no other choice now to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order of release. This week we're hipping it up as we want to not be square as we watch spine 400. 400! No. In the Criterion Collection Jim Jarmusch is Stranger Than Paradise from 1984. But first, RJ, this episode almost didn't happen. I know. It was almost like a... Well, some people were saying it's like a 400th episode should be like a more of an event, like a double feature, perhaps like a double feature of two films from the same uh, artist or something. Almost like it would be meant to be. Almost. But you know what? So what happened was, um, old J Dog here, the jizzer. The what? Sorry. He he went to uh start the recording process using uh-huh. our Greg bot, and RJ and I we braced ourselves for the just like caustic audio of Craig coming in, mm-hmm. going now recording, and there was Which nothing. Does yeah. there was nothing? There was no like musical note, doo, doo, doo. Mm-hmm. and it it was just. What the fuck? I look. And what did it say, RJ? What did it say? Uh, I, I believe it said Craigbot unavailable. The bot is currently undergoing maintenance. Please try again later. And then in quotes. Mm. Uh, Parentheses. Scheduled maintenance. ETA one hour. But from where? You don't know. You don't know from where. Um, and we're like, oh, shit. <laughs> what do we, we've been here before. And uh, it's not great. It's like one hour could turn to three hours. So anyway, we we debated, we discussed um, the topics of the day, the news. And uh, I I just tried one more time and it popped back on. And we quickly decided it's like, well, it's now or never. Now or never. Yeah. Well, I mean, no one would like a, nobody is a bigger advocate for weeks off than i am i think once a month would be more than suitable for you and me Mm -hmm. um so uh it's not it's not that the reason that i i was kind of like well i was like let's just try once more because it's like well we're here i didn't make any plans you know like that like if i know that we're not gonna record yeah i'm gonna be on that couch but and like i'm not gonna make plans either but like maybe i'll get a pizza or something like you know like really dig Mm -hmm. my heels in kind of thing so that's that's all i meant by that you know like nothing crazy just like why don't we make the most of it although like it was an ideal timing you know it could have been a double header next week but then we wouldn't have wanted to do that either you know because next week would have came and we would have said we got to talk about two fucking movies now (sighs) Eh, i mean they're jarmouche movies What, what is there to say yeah, people, I said, people sitting, people standing, they're talking all the time. 
more and more it sounds like we sh- it's like put them together but it's too late it's too late too late i, I figured hey you know what though i also felt like for you know for the 400th spine you should let it breathe a little bit that's why i didn't uh, yep. suggest the double header yep. ages ago i was like yeah we'll just do it this way you should let it breathe and i think there's no better way to let it breathe than to uh you should talk talk to people about um how like when we were just like oh let's wait like 10 minutes you should tell people about the conversation we had if you oh if you, if you want like yeah i think we were talking about like our preferred uh way of ordering food if i recall Ooh. correctly yeah i like pickup yeah pick to up yes on me too I've Me never, too. this might shock you. Actually, it wouldn't shock you, but it shocked other people. I have never used uh, food delivery services other than pizza. That is the only one I've ever had delivered. Yeah. Uh, I've had like Chinese food delivered, probably. For I, can't sure. mind. I, I have had Chinese delivered once or twice. Yeah. I lied. But... Uh, Indian? Uh, yeah, I, I usually pick it up. I usually pick. Wait, but you're using the restaurant's like choice of delivery driver, like well, their or, thing or is third party. They're not, a third party driver, not yeah. Uber or uh, we're not Uber or Uber, like Uber skip. Eats. Uber Eats, skip yeah. the dishes. Yeah, those are what our choices are that I'm aware of. I've never, I don't have the app. I've never downloaded the app. Me neither. I, oh no, that's not true. I downloaded it once when we lived at our old place. And every single place we looked at, it was like an hour and a half wait, hour and a half wait. And I was just like, fuck this. I was like, I can be there and back in like 10 minutes. So yep. I've never ordered off of it. I downloaded it and then I deleted it the same day. I was like, this sucks. So I do pick up myself. I, I'll, I will get pieces delivered. I have gotten Chinese delivered before, but uh, um, not as much anymore in indian i used to get delivered but i i I actually started just picking it up it's just faster i think one time we asked we're like what's the difference between pickup or delivery and they're like pickups 20 minutes delivery is an hour and a half and i was like uh okay i was like i I guess i'll just come pick it up Mm -hmm. i guess i'll just come pick it up yes yeah so what's your preferred method of food well picking up saves you money other than the gas. Yeah. Uh, um, Still ask for a tip, though. They do. But do they receive it? No. No no tipping on pickup? No. You know, I think uh, I think as as a collective, we just need to do the Europe thing and just get rid of tipping completely. Just put it in the price. Tipping's out of control, man. I think we talked about, maybe you and me talked about this off of the podcast, about the places that are asking for tips now. I feel like this is a conversation everybody has, and it's all like basically just molding their, their own. Like it's like a Netflix show. Oh, <laughs> like a stuff. Netflix podcast. Yeah, yeah. They're like, what, what, what tip? And it's crazy. It is. It is. I think pretty, uh, pretty wild because it's um, it's not Gotta really get... fairly distributed. Um, no, it's not in terms of like what one is expected to do for that tip. It's it's not uh, the it's arbitrary it's extremely arbitrary uh but we go along with it it's just a is it is that a cultural norm i don't know or um i mean yeah i'm sure yeah but it's just like different places don't have it other places do and depending on what what type of restaurant you're going to i mean it's it's expected in restaurants but there's an entire like back-end pay structure which i don't know if a lot of people who've never say worked in a restaurant are unaware of but like tip out 
Yeah, which is crazy because it's based on yeah. ring out. It's not based mm -hmm. on the actual amount of money a person gets. So it's actually mm -hmm. possible that, a per say, like a server goes out into the world and uh, say there's like $1,000 in sales. Mm -hmm. The expectation would be that, I don't know, it's like you're looking at 12 to 20% uh, tips on $1,000. Well, the the back of the house they they take a cut based on that regardless of how much money you actually might have made yeah so if you get zero tips you are paying to be at work mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, i mean that's I that's not going to happen probably but it could be like real feel bad and of course there's people oh those servers are making lots of money and it's like well it depends on where you work i suppose i mean yeah there's a big I know difference the... working at like a, a denny's versus the cake but of course, people, well, they, people can make choice. They pick wherever they want to work. I go, that's, no. that's, not how, that's not how things work. There's bias in hiring at these yep. places. And I mean, I know the biggest argument is like, well, in the, in the States, some servers make $5 an hour. And it's like, yeah, that sounds like a bigger problem, though. Yeah, that's one that's, that yeah, we can't that's, solve. That's scandalous to me that uh, there's like a yeah, state laws where it's like specifically servers get paid less. Well, they make it up on the tips. They're like, fuck off. Because we have to like, subsidize the do. restaurant industry, an industry that doesn't actually need to exist. But yeah, I don't. Hot, hot I don't. Take. Just pay better, you know. I saw a thing actually where uh, you know Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Oh, in Colorado, they got their yeah. restaurant and they uh, did they just pay well and no tipping. Yeah, th yeah, they their salary is like thirty dollars an hour or something. You, so they got thirty dollars USS is pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, pretty good money. I think I've mentioned before, but I went when I lived in the dorm. There was a girl there who, uh, she's a nice girl, and uh, she always talked about how her mom went to school with Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Okay, and, uh, I was like, that's cool, oh, that's cool. And I heard this story many, many times. Okay, many, many, many times, Trey. Many, many times. She brought it up a lot. Is what I'm trying to say. Too. Okay, but. Uh, she was she was nice. She just she just had one story. Do you know what I mean? Let's see, just the one. Hey, RJ. Had, yeah. I just made my Criterion Creeps ranked list: three hundred and one to four hundred live. Really? Did you put Stranger Than Paradise in there already? Sure. Wow. Huge. Huge. You did that just now? I did it. Massive. Hey, what about my list? Your right. ongoing behemoth. You could cut it off. You could go one through four hundred and start a new at four hundred one. I mean that that does sound good because like I think I've met, I think I mentioned like a hundred ago Unreal, or something. My, unwieldy. My my list is it's it's a farce now because like it's in sections where it's like my top fifty is kind of accurate, and then fifty one to a hundred is like. Yeah, and then like a hundred to two hundred, it's like yeah. I just have like marker movies where I know it's like, well, this was better than that, uh, but then it's like, was it better than these six other ones that that one was? It's like I don't know, I don't know, man. Lists, 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 Jarrett, lists. So, anyways, that's uh, that's a thing that's going on with me right now. <laughs> lists. Yeah, sure. Okay. So that's good. That's good. What do you have for dinner? Uh, meatloaf. Smothered Did you make in it? sauce. No. No. Oh. oh, um, oh. I, work all, I work all day. 
I know you did. I know you did. Um, I love making meatloaf because uh, no. I, I do a thing. Did you have mashed potatoes with it? I had yes. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. As a matter, as a matter ever... of fact, it did. Yeah. Do you ever? Um, so here, here's a good mashed potato thing that we've probably never talked about. Do you like just completely smooth, buttery potatoes, or do you like them a little rustic? Maybe have a couple skins in there still. Yeah, that's a little so, chunkier. Yeah, I, I like a little bit, of, a little bit of skin left on those potatoes. Mm-hmm. Like, it gives, gives a little, gives a little of that. Mm. I too like a little bit of the skin because uh, when uh, growing up, uh, my mom, when uh, she was cooking for us four bad kids, and uh, she didn't have a lot of time to cook, she would kind of just like half peel the potatoes, like take off the bad parts and throw them in there, and right. then just kind of quick mash them, so it'd be real chunky. Uh, it's still mashed, but it would have a couple of lumps in there and some skins. And that's my preferred way to eat potatoes now, Jared. Mm-hmm. Preferred potatoes. But I remember I, I, I was at the other family, the the in-laws uh, at one point, and a, a brother-in-law at one point uh, was um, not like criticizing it, but uh, he was a big advocate of the smooth potatoes, like whipped like with a hand mixer, like like completely whipped, and I was like, I don't know, man. I was like, that that ain't me. That ain't me. That ain't you. And, and okay. anyways, uh, mash uh, uh, meatloafs is what I was really trying to talk to you about. Um, do you ever put cheese cute or like whoever's making it? Have you ever tried just like cubing cheese and kind of sticking them into no. the meatloaf? No. Oh, you can imagine though, right? I yeah, I don't know. It's good. It's good. You don't have to do a lot. You just put a yeah. couple of little cheese cheese cubes in there just uh, for a little pop of cheese. A little surprise cheese. Yeah. A little surprise cheese. What did, what did you what did you eat for supper tonight? I was going to have chili. So I made chili this week. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Which I I know what you're saying. Here we go. <laughs> we don't have AC. And uh, my chili really boils me, my blood. Like chili's not a summer food, but um, and yet, and yet and yet here we are. Yeah, well, it's because have we not had a like a break, an unseasonal break in the heat over the last two days? With oh, the rain well, and all looks that. Like, looks like we got ourselves a severe thunderstorm watch. For those people who are wondering yeah. about weather in Creepsville. Yeah, well, yesterday uh, the, the, the the city was swept away. Yeah, I um I was uh. I was redoing an ease trough yesterday in the pouring rain. Oh, yeah. And Andrew was in the window. She's like, come inside. And I was like, I got it. I was like, I'll fix it. I didn't fix it. I, I got it half fixed, so it yeah. wouldn't. Uh, so it was like better than nothing. And then I, I finished it today. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. What were we just talking about? Oh, yeah. So it was rainy and stuff. So I made chili. So I was going to eat chili today. But uh, Andrew had a hankering for um, sushis. So we got sushis and sashimis. You got sushis. Sushis. I got so some went, sushis. So you went and bought some. Yeah, I bought some sushis. Okay. But I, I still have one bowl of chili left. I'm going to eat it for lunch tomorrow. Nice. If you want to come over no. and, and share it. Well, well, watch you eat that bowl of chili. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you want. I could imagine it. You'll be you you'll be outside on the back patio, cigarette dangling from the uh, lips with the chili. You with know, the chili. If, if you had if you had seen one of Paul Thomas Anderson's favorite movies, um, 
Fuck, I can never remember what it's called. What's that movie called? Like, it's not Baby Blue. Betty Blue. Betty Blue. Betty Blue. You know what a plot point to that movie is? Uh, it's chilly. Chilly. Chilly, specifically in the summertime, and it's French, so you know they smoking all the time. So girlfriend's smoking, cooking up her chili, and she's just pouring sweat because of how hot it is. And whenever I eat my chili in the summertime now, it's like, I'm just like the French. Oh. You know, it makes me a little sad. Like like a Devon V. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. So, so, yeah, I had some sushis. You know what I'm really addicted to, though, right now? is uh, You ever had Haribos? The candies? Haribos? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm really liking the sour candies right now. Okay. Yeah. Just so you know, eating into this Haribo. Is, is that a hint? No, I mean last night I ran out and I I uh, I kind of went through with like withdrawals a little bit. <laughs> like it was, I was done. And I was like, I was like, I don't have any Haribos. What, what am I gonna do? I, yeah, I know. I was in a, I was in a real panic. Where, where do they sell them? Grocery store, just like in every, the candy I, aisle. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, where, yeah, wherever all the other candies are, like where you'll find your sour patch kids and stuff like that. Like they're just sour candies, like penny candies, but um, they're uh, they're Haribo brand. They got a bear on it. Yeah, I, you know, know I, the, I know that bear. Yeah, I said penny candy the other day, and a bunch of people I work with were like, "How old are you?" They're like, "Penny candy." They're like, "It's nickel candy." I was like, "Nickel candy." <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm only like a year or two older than you. I was like, I remember penny candy, and they're like, No, you don't. And they they got really mad. I at me. well, I definitely remember people calling them penny candies, and it was out of date then. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think that's that's what I, I meant though. It was like I'm pretty sure they were five cent candies, but it's like they were just called penny candies. Yeah, yeah, because that was just what they were. They, called. They, they were definitely never called five cent candies because it no. really doesn't, doesn't sound very appealing. No, 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 no. But I guess pennies don't exist anymore. No, we got rid of them. Not, not in this country. Do you ever hear that thing where you could beat a DUI if you put like a handful of pennies in your mouth, like beat a breathalyzer? I've, I've uh, never looked into that. I've never had to. Well, I've never Googled this. It was just urban legend back in the day, Jared. I, I see. Do you know about urban legends? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just like uh, it was. Just imagine it's like some YouTube video about knowing your constitutional rights. Yeah, and ra- refusing <laughs> knowing your Miranda rights, knowing your constitutional rights. <laughs> Those videos. It was something like that. Yeah, it was uh, pennies and uh, activated charcoal is what people always said. If you put activated charcoal, and I was always like, "What do you mean by activated? What do you mean by that? Like you run water over it?" That's how you activate charcoal filters. Is that what they mean? Like, I mean, wouldn't it get wet as soon as you put it in your mouth? Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know what people always said that they're like activated charcoal or pennies. Just put a, a whole handful of pennies in your mouth and you'll beat the breathalyzer. Activated I think they activated charcoal. I think they maybe did one of these on MythBusters. But they they sell it. They sell it by the bottle. Charcoal. They do. Peat. Cool. Yeah. Interesting. It's like by the peat. It's like a. It's like a. Yeah, peat. Like peat moss. Did you know, yep. Jared, that peat moss is uh, one of the uh, world's Act- best carbon sinks? Activated charcoal is a fine, odorless black powder often used in emergency rooms to treat overdoses. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. Some people claim it can also reduce flatulence. <laughs> you better put that baby to the test. 
I can also promote kidney health. What? Activated charcoal is not the same substance as that found in charcoal bricks or burned pieces of food. The manufacture of oh, activated okay. charcoal makes it extremely absorbent, allowing it to bind to molecules, ions, or atoms, and remove them from dissolved substances. Up and atom. Up and at them. <laughs> Making activated charcoal atom. involves heating carbon-rich materials such as wood, peat, coconut shells, or sawdust to very high temperatures. The activation process strips the charcoal of previously absorbed molecules and frees up bonding sites again. This process also reduces the size of the pores in the charcoal and makes more holes in each molecule, increasing its overall surface area. As a result, one teaspoon of activated charcoal has about the same surface area as a football field. You hear about you hear about this? Of course. Yeah, I, I mean, of course. Yeah, of course. I feel Who like hasn't I'm, heard of this. It feels like I'm reading a DC comic of the atom. But 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 does it say whether or not it'll beat a breathalyzer? Didn't come up. Shit. Speaking of breathalyzers, I was in a public setting, Jared. Oh, I see. I was in this public setting, and I I, I saw a, a cop um, get very aggressive with an individual that he had arrested. It was very uncomfortable. Very what, uncomfortable. Where, where where were you? What were you doing? I, I'd rather not say. But uh, let's just say that there was a policeman, police and he was man. telling he was telling a, a person in handcuffs to sit down. He was like, "Sit down," and the guy was like, "I don't want to sit down." And the cop, like, he, like, karate chopped him in the chest. He's like, oh. And the guy, like, sat down in the chair. And then the guy was, like, pleading for help. It was very, it was very strange. He was just, like, oh. he's like, is this what your tax dollars pay for? But, like, at the same time, this guy was, like, barefoot. And, like, um, he was, like, talking to people. He's like, hey, come give me a hug. And I was like, uh, I was like, I don't know, man. Maybe you do need to be in the handcuffs. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I don't want to judge this guy, and like the cop was a little over over aggressive, but uh, um, you know what? I, I feel like that cop really enjoys his work. I I mean I I I think so. He probably was like, you know what? I always wanted a job where I could very uh, with the law behind me, I can just karate chop people in the chest for not listening to me. It was honestly, it was like a chop. It was like a karate uh, chop right in the, in the I, chest. To, to the handcuffed man. Yeah, and then the guy sat down. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 Cool. He sat down after that. So. That's awesome. That's great, RJ. Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't do it. <laughs> no. I wasn't the man who did it. No. I was just there. I, I, I didn't do it. It's. I don't have your money. It's in. It's in Bill's house. <laughs> in Dad's house. Yeah. yeah. I was just unfortunately there, and I tried to uh, remove myself from the situation. If that makes sense. I'm hearing. I'm hearing you. I got yeah. you. So what what eventful things happened to you this week, Jared? Um, I came across this great uh, YouTube channel called Jordan Sorcery. Is, is this uh? Is is his name Jordan? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, uh, yeah, and uh, he does uh, videos on the history of Games Workshop. He's got a cat. His logo is a cat. Looks like he looks like a cat guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He does a great job. Does a wonderful That's job good. of covering uh, the history. Does his does his research, yeah. um, like it's thoughtful and mm -hmm. fun. Like he's not a he, he's not trying to get some weird shots in 
or like mm-hmm. try to like mm-hmm. I don't know. Nerds sometimes can't help themselves. But yeah, it does a good, it does a wonderful job talking to the old designers and stuff like that because they've all come along and be like, hey, yeah, you're doing a really good job. I'd love to do an interview and clear the air, uh, and make a uh, definitive statements on these things. And people would go, like, go, well, actually, and they just make up things. This is like, oh, this guy actually, he was there, he did it by gum. By gum, he did it. By gum, I like that. I like um, that. yeah. You know what came out this week at the comic book store? Uh, uh, Indiana Jones? Uh, well, no. That oh. didn't come out. There, I think there was like a Rick and Morty comic that was like an Indiana Jones take. Oh, remember, remember Rick and Morty? Uh, nope. Nope. Don't remember it. Not okay. even at all. No. What came out this week, though? Uh, Jeff Lemire's new, new comic series, uh, Fish Flies. Oh, did you read it? I have not, uh, but I think oh. there's. I think, I think there might be one in uh, Jorge Bellagio's file. Never heard of such a person, though. No, well, it's there. Almost ever. No, it's there. Mm-hmm. Mm. Triggerhead uh, sent in a request for it. Oh wow! The, no. the... Sugarhead. Yeah, not and sugar, not a sugarhead. That's out there in the world. The Sugarhead. The. And did you? So you did not get. Well, I, 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 I'm, I, I will, I'll, I'll be getting it. I just haven't read it. I haven't bought it. Okay. Even if I buy it, doesn't mean I'm going to read it. But it looks nice. Yeah. It's a nice, sizable comic. It's got some, some heft to it. Heft. Yeah, it's, it's not staple bound. Could it's like a prestige format book. Oh, it, oh that I guy's all that guy's all over the place though. He's been doing lots of comics, and uh, I know you're you're such Too a big many. fan. You're you're such a fan of his, and now you you, you don't well, even support him. I mean, I still buy a lot of his shit. The problem was he he was making too much stuff. Like there was a point where he was writing like Justice a, League comics. He was writing a weekly for Justice League. He was writing like a weekly of like Marvel comics. Like they're just there was a point where it was just like too much. Those like, those ah. black and then there's all the black hammer comics. Well, yeah, yeah. Like uh if you were just following him, it would have been like two comics a week almost. And like some of them he was just like, I have no fucking interest in this. Like when all the Marvel stuff he was writing, I was like, I don't care about this shit. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean? Some of the DC stuff he was writing, I I bought for a while and then I was like, I don't need Jeff Lemire's Green Arrow anymore. Like, hey, what I, about, ha- I have them all, but what about Phantom Road? Phantom Road is that Jeff Lemire? Yep. Dom I I... is a long haul truck driver attempting to stay ahead of his tragic past. When he stops one night to assist Birdie, who has been in a massive car crash, they pull an artifact from the wreckage that throws their lives into fifth gear. Suddenly. A typical midnight run has become a frantic journey through a surreal world where Dom and Birdie find themselves in the quarry of strange and impossible monsters. It's grindhouse horror meeting high-concept supernatural fantasy in the first issue of a bold new series from Jeff Lemire and Gabriel Hernandez-Walta. The Gabriel Hernandez-Walta? The! Anyway. What what label is that with Dark Horse? Uh, Image. Image. I know. I feel like Image doesn't have the weight they used to. No, no, they've kind of uh, squandered that. Yeah. But hey. I mean, yeah. I know. 
you know, but who's got the time? When's the last like, time oh, you read a comic book? Blood, blood War. Uh, not that not that long ago. Hmm. Remember, That's I read awesome. the super the Superman the Silver Age comics. Other than that, though, I Superman did read a. Count. I read the first issue of uh of one of your favorite writers, James Tinney and the Fourth. Oh, I read his okay. uh his his uh comic about hackers on online like life. Tinian, world though, World Tree. I like his Batman. I think his Batman's oh. way better than you ever gave it credit for. I think you were uh. It was dead, too dead. wordy. Nah, is the problem I had because it was like you'd open a page and it was like half a page of text and I was like, like not that I have I I don't know how to read so it's like it didn't bother me any I just skipped it anyways so. Um, but covered up the art, covered up the art. I was getting in the way of the art, the pictures. Yep. You know? I, I I do like uh, James Tinian's uh, Batman comics. I the rest of it. I mean, I read he, the first he, issue of World Tree and this. It just felt like another one of these high concepts. Uh, image books where it's like um i've got enough to do five issues of this and maybe it'll get turned into something and i'll make real money and not just sad boy comics money i know i know no it's all all the, they all look the same they're all kind of flat and boring the character designs it's just like this yeah. all feels like bad netflix shows <laughs> i know, I know and, that's, and that's the goal that is the goal yeah it is it is um what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, he's not still writing Batman, right? No, no. Who's writing he, he Batman? Was, he now? was. Uh was it Joshua Williamson? Josh Williamson wrote um, uh, Flash for a while. New Fifty Two Flash, and it wasn't bad. It wasn't oh, bad. don't 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 tell Dylan that. What is he not a fan? Oh, he, he, that's all I hear about. That's all I hear about that he doesn't like specifically Josh Williamson's Flash or New Fifty Two. Yeah, I think specifically, I'm pretty sure Josh Josh Williamson hates. I hear about it constantly. I mean, was that when he I'm, was I'm, writing I, well, 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 Francis well, Manipal? Uh, I, think, I, I think that book was okay. What's his problem? I don't know. Actually, no. You know, you know who's writing it now? Batman. No. Uh, Chip Zdarsky. Chip Zdarsky. No. The fuck? Yep. Remember when he's Chips a, and Darcy He's a writer was an now. Yeah. Yeah. He still. Oh, he still is. He writes with his. Yeah. Yeah. He draws with his words. Is that what you what you meant to say? Well, no. Um, I'm, I'm scanning. I'm trying to get past the, like who before Chips Zdarsky started writing Batman because he was doing Daredevil, well, and then he started writing Batman, but then he's still writing Daredevil. He's doing both. Oh. Uh, Batman before wasn't that that uh, X C Charles Soule? ex-CIA guy? Was that Charles Soule? Or was oh. that someone No, else? no, no. Tom King. Tom okay. King. Yeah, jo- Joshua yeah. Williamson was running Batman for a for a spell, and then Chip Zdarsky's okay. been doing it since, and I don't think I've heard anyone talk about Batman really since. Okay. I, I just collect Batman comics. Uh, I've got Detective, which is now being written by Ram V. Um, Excuse me? Ma- Ram V. Is that a real person? Yeah. That's, oh, my God. Okay. And then, so before that was that um, Rico Tamaki, who apparently was doing a, a real person. Uh, it's like the sisters. They did a comic book called Skins, uh, not mm. Potato Skins, but Skins. Mm. Uh, they actually came to Creepsville and gave a talk, but mm. and then Rico went uh, went on on her own. It was uh, writing com- writing some detective comics and actually had a, a run very much uh, beholden to like nineteen seventies Batman. Mm. 
I don't cool. bought them all. Haven't read them. Heard they were decent. Heard they're not too okay. bad. But I've not read a bad. I, I read about halfway through the Tom King Batman run. I think maybe a little I after think I that. Did too. There were yeah. some Mister Freeze things I read, and then I just went, okay, I'll wait till it's all done. And then they let him go for like thirty more issues, and then it got like totally sidetracked. And then he had to wait a year to finish it well, up. And then and then Batman Catwoman came along, which was like the tail end of it because there was like City of Bane. And then like people, they went off of Tom King, even though it's like, yeah, the guy's super hit and miss. And then he did that Adam Strange comic, uh, the Strange Adventures one, and then there was Human Target. They're all beautiful looking comics, though. Like, they look really nice, but I don't know. No well, one really. Jared, the thing about Tom King is that people were staking like their livelihoods on that Batman Catwoman stuff, like the marriage of them. Bat? Like I, the, yeah, the Bat Cat. Cat. Bat. Cat? Like uh, I was gonna hold like an event where people could get like like have wedding dresses and like have cupcakes and like wedding cake and shit like yeah. that. Well, you should have had a class action lawsuit against. Uh, you know, I'm Discovery. I'm considering it. It's still yeah. two years. It's still within like uh, a statute of so, limitations. <laughs> the statute. The statute. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to figure out where James Tinian's last issue of Batman was because he had a. Oh, I don't know. Uh, was he doing Batman or Batman and Robin? Ba- Batman. He wrote till one till one seventeen, and then uh, Josh Williamson took over at one eighteen. We only ran for like six issues, and then the the reins were handed to Chip Zdarsky. And then I think Joshua Williamson's uh, busy running Superman to the ground. Mm. Uh, apparently, no one likes that. And you go, man, comics. It shouldn't be this hard. Yeah, as you say, I haven't read comics in a long time, but you're like talking about josh williamson chip zadarsky it's like i know all those guys it's like yeah, they're, writing, they're writing these books now but but it's like none of the guys who are like who get you excited are writing any of these books yeah what is um what's todd mcfarlane writing right now uh spawn <laughs> all the spawns there's what, like what, well because you know you know, like you know there's you know there's four you know there's four uh spawn series right no there isn't there's spawn no, there there's isn't. King Spawn, there's Scorched Spawn, no, there and then there's Gunslinger Spawn. That sounds kind of cool. Is he, is he, he a cowboy? Yeah, he's got a cool hat and everything. Okay. He's like a pilgrim. Oh yeah, yeah it's I'm, drawn I'm, by I'm, and I'm and, okay and it's drawn by Brett Booth, who's like probably Brett one Booth. of the Brett Booth. Holy cow! He's, he's one of the old boys uh, from he Image. I mean, well, he's probably yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I'm uh, I'm always, I, my inner skid always goes. I, I kind of like Spawn. Spawn. I know yeah, Spawn's Spawn. cool. Spawn. Spawn is cool. I, uh, I mean, Gunslinger Spawn sounds cool. It would be cool if like um, Brett Booth and Greg Capullo. Greg Capullo uh, sharpened his teeth on Spawn, did he not? That's how he got oh, his yeah. start, right? Yeah. Well, well, no, he he followed McFarlane because he was the. Yeah. So the way it goes for people who give a fuck about this, listening about to this movie podcast, Hello? talking about nineties, yeah, talking about DC and discussing these things that have no clue what we're talking about. So way back when, Image Comics, uh, the publisher uh-huh. of Walking Dead, <laughs> amongst mm-hmm. other things, it, it all started with Spawn, and so the whole idea there was that. The guys that founded Image were all embittered young men who were felt like they were getting screwed over by Marvel Comics because they just were working on these books and then they they basically do their art, 
and then Marvel just own their art, and then they get to do whatever they want with it. And these guys were like, "What the fuck? I'm seeing my I'm seeing T-shirts with my drawings, and I'm not seeing any of the money. This is stupid." And I mean, they basically went, "Well, hey, you guys have to pay us more." And they went, "No," <laughs> and they left. And then Marvel no, went, "We don't think we will." But oh, and then they almost went out of business. Like they literally like were like on the, they were a ch- they file for you know, chapter whatever. Chapter twenty one, whatever it is, sure. chapter seven, whatever bankruptcy. I can't remember what it is now off the top of my head. Anyways, uh, they almost went out of business because of the comics industry cratering and speculators and scumbags like that. So, Greg Capullo actually, I think he was drawing X Force comics at the beginning, mm-hmm. uh, and he would have yeah, been like okay. one of the young, young Greg Capullo. But yeah. all those image guys, so your Jim Lee's, your Rob Liefelds. Uh, maybe not McFarlane so much, but definitely those two Brett younger Booth. guys. Uh, Brett Booth for sure. J. Scott Campbell, mm-hmm. the guy that they idolized more than anybody else. The guy that J. made Scott them all. Campbell? J. Scott Campbell too. I would put into this camp. You know who they idolized? Art Adams. Oh. oh, I thought Art Adams. Art Adams. That is the guy that they all wanted to be. None of them could be. Exactly like that because I don't know. Do you know Art Adams at all? Yeah, yeah, I know him a little bit. So he like drew, like he only drew a handful of comics because his art style is so impossible to do on a monthly basis. He did a bunch of X Men one shots and he did, he drew that long shot mini series. Um, yeah, like his stuff like looks so nice. I mean, I think the X Men cartoons pretty well completely just trying to be like Art Adams, but but shitty and animated, I guess. Like, it doesn't look as tight. But all these artists were like, I love Art Adams. I want to draw like him. Because he was kind of doing um, a Mara manga before people really were doing it. And then I think, you know, he even says, he's like, I wasn't really aware of it when I was drawing like this. This is just the way I started doing it. And, uh, and I'm like, oh, yeah. It kind of is the same. And he got he went more even down that route more. So, like, guys like Otomo, uh, the guy who did Akira. That, all that stuff became extremely influential. But yeah, McFarlane, I think I always figured that he actually is more, uh, he was more to like Norm Breufogel, one of the old Batman artists. Oh, old Breufogel. Norm Breufogel, yeah. Did did he do the Reich al Ghul? No, that's not Neil Adams. It's Neil Adams, of course. Yeah, so there's, so it's, it's, all, it's all the Adams boys, Art Adams and Neil Adams. I met Adams. Neil Adams once, you know that? I bet. Did he ask you for money? He's dead. Uh, he, he was, yeah, he's dead. Yeah, no, he he was kind of like just talking about random stuff that I was like, "What are you talking about, dude?" Yeah, he's I, uh, like as if I wasn't there at all. Dude. Well, he made an entire he made an entire Batman miniseries about like the Hollow Earth Odyssey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you sold me every one of those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm smart that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, you want to see? Uh, have you you want to see a picture of Gunslinger Spawn? We'll yeah, get, I'd love to see. We'll, a we'll get we'll get we'll get we'll get RJ's live reaction to Gunslinger Spawn. Is this All gonna right. be on uh, Messenger? Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Eventually, oh my God, there we go. Eventually, check. What do you think of this? As it loads up, there it is. Look at that. <laughs> That's a ten-gallon hat, Jarrett. That's right. That's the definition of a ten-gallon hat. Look at that. Isn't that? Look at that. Isn't that a beautiful design? Yeah, I mean, it's it's really cool, actually. Do they pay Stephen King uh, royalties at all? <laughs> They're like, we've never heard of Dark Tower, and then they go, "What? what? <laughs> what's a gun? What's a gunslinger? What's a truck? What's a truck? What's a truck?" 
What's a gunslinger? This no. is Spawn. He has a huge hat. This is the Spawn. Uh, yeah, he looks awesome. Yeah, his hat's enormous. It's a ten-gallon hat. You want you want that action figure sitting on the desk? Uh, you have it? No, I well actually I think we did the. See, that's like that's such a toy that you'd be like, I could sell a lot of those. That is a cool toy. I bet. Do you know how many like Creepsville specific people would be all over that? Mm. Creepsville specific. Oh, let me tell you, they know all about it. Yeah. They they they're here. They're here for it. Ladies oh, yeah, and germs. Yeah, there's no, right. there's no, there's no gunslinger spawn toy. Fuck that we can't order in. That's why we don't have any. Because yeah, that toy. You could make one. Real slick. You could you just take spawn and make a put a hat on him with some guns in his hands. Done. <laughs> it's the easiest conversion you've ever done. I mean, that would be and, and, cool. And it is all about like, him fighting Violator. So there's a lot of Violator slash clown action. Yeah. You're kind of like a violator in a way, hey? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's not like a always, weird way. That's, that's, that's what the uh, cops always accuse me of being. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. You'll get your freedom one day. One day. I'll get this bracelet off my ankle. Both of them. They, they had to double ankle, Jared. That's right. That's right. One on each end. Oi, Gavolt. Oi, Gavolt. Hey, you can buy a 7-inch guns spawn with Gatling gun for $33 on Amazon. Pretty cool. Uh, and it'll be at your house on Sunday. I don't think the toy's as good as it could be. I might wait for the, the, the McFarlane edition. This is the McFarlane edition. I might wait for the official uh, McFarlane edition. There's one where he's on a horse. Uh, that's oh. also pretty cool. What kind of horse is it? It's a white horse. You know, because it's a white horse, RJ. Of course it is. Death. If it was a Palomino, I'd be into it. But, I mean, Part I know of... it's got to be a pale horse for death, but. You know it. I know. I know. I see it. I see him. I see him. I see him. Yeah. I like that they, they maintain the integrity of the massive hat. Yeah. Oh, yeah that, this, this figure is $75? I have no idea how much that figure is. Oh. Oh, Jesus. Uh, you could have this in five days, uh, mm-hmm. for a hundred and ninety-seven dollars. Well, it's the horse. Yeah, that's why it's you know the horse Unless and the hat are that's, so. Uh, that's wild. Oh, jeez, so Gunslinger Spawn came in a case of seven-inch figures, wave one, set of three. You'd get a Raven, a Redeemer, and a Gunslinger. Yeah, we have the Gunslingers are long gone at the store. God. That's sad, man, because they're pretty, pretty cool. Pretty, pretty slick. Pretty cool, man. Not too too bad. Not too shabby. Uh, Oh, well. One day you and me will get them, hey? No, we'll be, we'll all be the gunslinger spawns. Hey, RJ, what you been, uh, what you been creeping on this week? Oh, I watched some films, Jared. Yeah, I watched some cinema. I watched some films. Uh, by the way, uh, before I get into that, Andy and I have been watching Home Improvement. Uh, yeah, I was wondering about that. I saw it was recommended by Oliver Granger. He told me that it held up for his words, and I went. Sometimes when we do things around the house, like fix something or hammer a nail in, we go. 
or you know give it a little grunt uh yeah it does hold up Jared. Shit. it's a pretty good show we're enjoying it it's mindless um the laugh track is not as noticeable as you'd think it is um and you know what it's just making me nostalgic for the 90s everything about it is so 90s it's just it's like going home you know what i mean for improvement mm-hmm. it's nice i recommend it anyways i watched some films Jared. I watched this yeah. film called Now and Then. Have you ever have you ever seen Now uh, and Then? I, I haven't thought of the film Now and Then for a very long time. Have you um, ever heard of female bonding? No. Now I know you know of male bonding. Yes. But have you ever heard of female bonding? Never. Never. never I never even contemplated it. Interesting. Who, who knew? Interesting. So female bonding. Jared, do you know about grief and loss? Do you know about auger? About what? Auger. I, I, I'm seeing auger right now. <laughs> this is the like, lower tier gunslinger spawn. This is like, they are literally lower tier because they're like really tiny. It's like three inches yeah. tall. These are like the <laughs> ones that would come with a, with it, a it, it comes with a comic book. Mm. That makes sense. I can They're set that aside. Cool. I can set that aside for you. Um, if you have one of those, I'm not going to pay for it, but I'll I'll definitely take one. Okay. You'll, yeah. Okay. You'll take that, it, all right? I'll take one. Uh, do you know about smoking? Yes. '90s sweat. I've heard. Kids on bikes. Oh dear. Grief and loss. Oh boy. Female bonding. Oh boy. Hey, Jerry, have you ever watched It by Stephen King and thought, you know what? This th- story needs no clown. <laughs> no clown. In, no clown. And all chicks. And 100% est- estrogen. Sure. Estrogen. You know, I think uh, men have estrogen, too. I think that's a misconception. They, that They do. <laughs> yeah, like men, men produce estrogen and women produce testosterone, too. Actually, I, I remember a sexuality class where it was like testosterone actually feminizes the female brain and, and estrogen uh, androgenize males, the male brain. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Now and then, Jared, it's a 90s flick. We have heavy hitters like Thora Birch, Christina Ritchie. Demi Moore, Devin Sawa, Rita Wilson, Tom Hanks's spouse, Rosie O'Donnell. You know about Rosie O'Donnell, Jared? I wish I, I wish I didn't. You ever heard of that movie, Riding the Bus with My Sister? Yep. Do you remember that line she had in that movie? <laughs> I, I don't. What was it again? I uh, I don't want to get sued here. <laughs> so uh, here's a. I can't do it. I can't do it. I'll do it off air. <laughs> I'll do it. Do it not live. I can't, I can't do it live anymore. I, I, I did it to Andrea for like a day um, because we were watching Rosie O'Donnell, but I can't do it while I'm being recorded anymore mm-hmm. because uh, too much. they might get me. <laughs> Anyways, this is a movie about uh, female bonding. It's uh, a bunch of gals meet when they're like in their mid-30s. And then they reminisce about what it was like uh, when they were kids, you know, kids on bikes in the summer. And they were teasing boys and getting into hijinks and stuff like that. I'm going to blow your mind here. This is a pretty good movie. It's a pretty good show. Okay. okay. Pretty good show. It is, uh, I think it's very Stephen King-y. 
because it's got a lot of uh, the things that he does. There's just no, there's no monster in it. But, and here's the kicker, Jared. This is actually a horror film, I think. There's a spooky guy, and they call him like Creepy Chad or something. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> Crazy Pete. <laughs> Creepy Chad. <laughs> Crazy Pete, I was pretty close. Oh, you'd probably know Crazy Pete. Uh, Walter Sparrow. He was in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, Dr. Mm-hmm. Terror's House of Horrors. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in, what's a movie you've probably seen? Roy Chubby Brown, the movie. <laughs> Roy Chubby Brown. <laughs> what is, you said Rosie O'Donnell's in Riding in Cars with Boys? Uh, Riding in Cars with Boys? No, I'm talking about Now and Then. Yeah, I know. Oh, no, you... I was talking Riding the Bus with My Sister. Oh, Riding the Bus with My Sister. She, Yeah, and she says she, she made a mistake. She's <laughs> changed her mind, but she says it in a different way. I think I talked about that movie once. She's like Even, drugged. Yeah. And she's get, she's about to get sterilized and uh she's playing a de- like a, a like a developmentally disabled person. <laughs> Directed by Angelica Houston, by the way. Yep. Um <laughs> So anyways, this is a good show. It's actually so crazy Pete, spooky spooky uh, Chad, creepy Chad. He's yep. around. He's always spooking on a bike. He's like an old man wearing suspenders, like biking around at nighttime. And they're like, oh, that guy's so spooky. Um, but there's there's a really scary scene in this where a, a girl kind of she goes down into one of those tall 1970s style sewer drains and a flood hits and she's like getting like drowned. I remember seeing that as a kid and it gave me claustrophobia because I was like, that's scary. Um, so this is kind of a horror movie is my point. Okay. But uh, it's about grief and loss. One of the girls uh, mother died. And uh, he's getting raised by single dad. Um, one of the girls' parents is getting divorced. Uh, one of the girls' moms is a pussy, is what they call her in this movie, Jared. She's single and she's dating. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, it's about growing and it's about life and it's about becoming a woman. You know huge. what I mean? It is huge. Pretty good show. Pretty good show. You want to hear about Champions from uh, one of the Fairley brothers? Oh, is Fairly? it P- Peter or Bobby? Bobby. Bobby. Like Bobby Boucher. Is, is he the funny one or the Academy Award winning one? I think he's the funny one. Okay. I could be, right? He's yeah. the funny one, right? He's the funny one. Tell me what you know about Champions. Because I know this is the first you're probably hearing of it. It is, uh, truly. So you know nothing? I know nothing. Have you ever seen The Mighty Ducks? Yeah. It's just, it's The Mighty Ducks. So it's court-ordered coaching. And maybe, ah. you learn, and maybe you learn something. Has, is that, has that ever happened in real life? I don't know, man. But uh, right after we watched <laughs> this, we got recommended a movie with Martin Lawrence called Rebound. And it was like uh, NBA coach uh, court ordered to coach a junior <laughs> high team. And we're just like, what the fuck? Uh, okay. one, of the, one of the great subgenres. <laughs> but the thing was, it was on a different streaming. We watched Champions on Prime and that, that other movie was on uh, Disney Plus, And we're just like, oh, my God, the algorithm is coming for us. So this is a this is actually a remake of a Spanish film. Spanish film, Jared. 
champions. So Woody Harrelson is um, a down and out uh, coach. He's coaching in like a D league. So step, step, step below the major uh, NBA. And uh, he gets in an altercation and he gets fired and he's driving. He gets in an altercation with Ernie Hudson. You remember him from Ghostbusters, right? Oh, Winston. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So he pushes him and then he gets fired. So he's driving drunk and he uh, crashes his drunk car into uh, a cop car. And uh, he goes to court and his attorney and I saw him and uh, he's he's not in character. And uh, from a hit Canadian show, Jared, I saw him and I looked at Andy and I went, holy shit, you know who that is? And she's like, who's that? I was like, that's Bubbles from Trailer Bubs? Park Boys. Bubs. Bubs himself. And she's like, is it really? I was like, that's Bubs. And like, uh, as soon as he said something, he's like, shit. And she's like, oh, that is Bubbles. And I was like, I know it's Bubbles. It was, uh, it was very surprising, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, he's not Good in character. him. Good yeah, I know. Him. Good for him. Yeah, you you couldn't tell like a normal person who doesn't know uh, Trailer Park Boys as intimately as one of us. Um, mm-hmm. You wouldn't be able to tell until he swears, and then you'd be like, "Oh, okay." Do, do you remember what Bubbles Bubbles' uh, actor name is? His true I, name. I do, I do, and because on Prime they have that thing where you click up and it shows the actor's names. So I was like, "That's him for sure." And it's like, "Let me check," and his name came up. I was like, "That's him. That's him." I do know what it is. You can say it if you want, but uh... Mike Smith. Do you think that's his real name? Sure. Yeah, could be. It's as good as any other name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's in here. He's doing his best, which is cool. Um, and then uh, he gets Woody Harrelson uh, community service, and Woody Harrelson has to go coach a. Uh... They're not a Special Olympics team yet. But they get there, so he's got to go t- uh, t- uh, coach a rec league team for um, people with like, um, like mental and like uh, developmental disabilities. Uh, so he goes there and uh, he starts uh, coaching these guys. And uh, the guy who runs the club is Cheech Marin, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, Sweet D from Always Sunny is in this. She's the sister that. of uh, one of the guys on the team. Always you know, the sister. D? Always the sister. Uh, and you know what, Jared? Maybe, uh, maybe they all learn something. You know what I mean? Wow. Maybe they teach him. Maybe he teaches them. And, uh, maybe everyone comes away a little bit better than they were beforehand. This is one of them, uh, you know, feel good movies, kind of. It's good. And it, it is like, um, it's exactly what you'd expect it to be. Some people are mean to these guys. They drop some hard R's, and then you're like, hey. You're like, that's not nice. And uh, I know some people might view these movies as exploitive, but, like, I think the point of this, like, they mentioned that in this movie. I think the point is that it's like we're not trying to be exploitive. It's like we're actually just, you know, trying to increase, like, like, visibility of these people. I don't think anyone who was in on the team was, like, pretending you know what I mean? So I think they they got people who are actually part of this league, which is kind of cool. So, uh, yeah, it's a good show. I don't know if you'd you'd be into it, but... I, I, I can't imagine myself watching this movie. Oh, do you want to hear the kicker? Do you know how long this movie is? 90 minutes. 
124 minutes. No way. God. It is over two See? hours long, Jared. Get, get out of here. Yeah. This is a, this is exactly the uh, a movie I'd watch with Andy on a Sunday afternoon. Uh, but uh, even halfway through, like we were, we were both enjoying it, but she's like, "How much is left?" Because she's just like, "Should we make dinner?" And then it was just like, there was like an hour and twenty left. She's like, "Holy shit!" She's like, "How long is this movie?" And I was like, "Over two hours, apparently." <laughs> an hour and uh, forty minutes in, she's like, "Huh, this one was over." Nope. Well, like it's yeah, just we were... getting it's just getting ready. We were expecting a ninety-minute movie, and a ninety-minute movie it was not. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, it's like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna attack, we're gonna added value. Twenty yeah. more minutes of Woody Harrelson. Yeah, I think Woody's probably the low, weakest point in this. Maybe he's kind of yeah. like just there. You know? Oh. See, I see. Anyways, that's what I watch. Do you want to hear more about Home Improvement? Sure. Uh, any any big takeaways? How was how was Mark hold up? Mark is such a wiener yeah. <laughs> like he's such oh, an incredible totally. little wiener yeah uh brad reminds me of my older brother because he's uh kind of a bully uh randy is a little scamp uh jill oh, yeah. is a fashion icon see the thing too is like i'm rem- i'm nostalgic because it's 90s but it's like this is like what's in right now so all these fashion trends like i i see like people like young people not not people like me but like young people i see wearing these clothes and how how um, is the brilliance of earl hindman earl hindman is that wilson yeah i think i genuinely think you could have like uh, a threads account or an Instagram that would be Winston's uh, Andrea coined the name for this though. Winston's wisdom where it's every episode. He just drops like just a fat banger on, on Tim. And uh, you could just do that once a day. It's just like, here's Winston's wisdom for today. Um, yeah. Yeah. Winston's really good. And I gotta say it actually does hold up quite a bit. Like it's, um, uh, they're trying, you know, they're trying to uh, tackle those things. They're talking about, you know, like gender roles and uh, male toxicity and uh, things like that. Like, is Tim, like Tim is uh, an alpha male, Jarrett, but uh, he try, he tries, he tries to be good for his family. He mm-hmm. definitely tries. And he, 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 he learns, he learns and he, he, uh, he tries to be better when he makes a mistake. So, uh, I think it is not um, like masculine toxicity. Uh, he he's a man, have no doubt, mm-hmm. but uh, he's trying his best. He's trying his best, and he makes a lot of sounds, Jarrett. Like, Arr-oo. give me your best uh, Tim Allen grunt. I don't think so, RJ. Classic. Classic. Andrew, Andrew's like, are you and Jarrett like uh, Tim and uh, Al? And I was like, probably. <laughs> probably. Yeah. A lot of running jokes, too. A lot of running jokes. It's good stuff, Jarrett. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Fun for the whole family. What were we talking about? Uh, cinema. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we're yeah. talking about art. I'm almost done Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, come on. That's I mean, I could ago. play it forever. No, like uh, I could play forever. Do you know how? Do you know what? 
how much time I vlogged now? 10 hours. All together? Sure. I'm uh, at 40 plus. Holy smokies. Yeah, like maybe 45 or so. Holy shit. Yeah, I could end it at any time. It's just I'm, I'm just <laughs> end, like end it. I could end it. Well, I'm at the point where it's like all that's really left for me is like uh, going and fighting the final boss. But once that happens, I'm just done with the game. So I'm still kind of like, can't you just start from where you left off? Well, once you so the way Breath right, of the right. Wild finished, you beat you beat it, you beat and be like, them, okay, and then well, it resets go... you back. But uh, I kind of I think what for me personally, when I did beat him, I was kind of like, that's it. I was like, I'm done. So I'm just kind of like, ah, one, I'll wait. I'll kind of keep exploring. There's I think I could probably log 400 hours in this game like anybody could. There's a lot to do, man. I don't think I will. I think I'll probably put in another 10, maybe. And then I'll be done. Get your money's worth, though. It's like, yeah. Like a dollar or two an hour. That's pretty good. Wasn't it like a $90 game? Yeah, it was like 85 Yeah. You're, so you're not even at $2 an hour. $2 yeah. an hour, almost. Yeah, you got to keep playing. You got to play another uh, 40 hours to get down to a buck. It's pretty good bang for your buck, though. Suppose. There are more expensive yeah. things in this life. Yeah. Well, the thing about Nintendo, it's not like a PlayStation game that uh, you know will... Uh, get discounted to like $15 one day. It's Nintendo. It's no. <laughs> Nintendo tax. Yeah. In 10 years, it'll be $10 more than it is today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and people will pay it. People will gladly pay it. Gladly. Yeah, they love they it. Don't, they don't budge. Uh, Jared, what, are you, what did you creep on this week? Um, Games Workshop history with the Jordan Sorcery. Uh, I also watched an interview uh, that oh? uh, former Games Workshop uh, painter, that demo painter guy on YouTube, Peachy. Uh, he, he broke Peachy off from King? the company. Peachy. Yeah. by Peachy. Um, he did an interview with a guy who was the product designer, lead product designer for Games Workshop for 14 years up until like 2014. And that was really interesting as well. Uh, talk mm. about the how how these things are made and like the process of making devices and it is curious because uh there is a there was a point in time where he was there and it felt like getting people to get into this hobby was very difficult and it's the easiest it's ever been which it tells it you about just expensive the hard to access it's, well it's still expensive uh access it's they've gotten better like they have better starter packages that you can be like here because they actually, the Games Workshop's goal is to make what they do easy to use. They, mm-hmm. that's their, they love, they love that idea. Mm-hmm. And, because, uh, yeah, they make more money. And, because mm-hmm. they want, they don't want you to buy a bunch of stuff and, like, give up. They want you to keep coming back. So, there, there was a period of time, depending on who was in charge of the company, where they didn't think about that kind of thing, and they're just mm. like, well, they'll figure it out, they'll figure it out. Then they then they started like apparently there was some meeting where they're like, hey, glue sales are down, we need to do something about that. And they're like, huh. And then they're like, hey, figure cases are down, 
and you go, what, uh-huh. what did they do about that? Well, then the people go, wait a minute, but everything's down because if you're selling mm. less figures, you need less glue. And if you're selling less figures, you don't need figurine cases. So I think mm. there's a bigger problem uh, at hand. And so I don't know if they reinvented some stuff. They looked at their packaging and went, holy crap, our packages look like dark crap. Like you can't tell what they are. Like you, you compare their stuff mm. to like at an independent store that sells all these other things. You go, Oh yeah, our stuff looks terrible to other people's packaging. So they, they it takes years for these things to change. But uh, around that time, I don't know. They did kind of seem to seem to have uh, righted the ship as they're, uh, as of like now, like they're probably the most profitable they've ever been almost too big for their britches as they can barely, uh, get product out to their stores uh and and, and, and meet meet the demand uh that people are clamoring for the little plastic minifigs to play with and paint up well most people mm. just play with them they don't paint them when you say play with them can you describe what you mean by that are you familiar with tabletop gaming rj like monopoly like monopoly but like <laughs> on a a giant table and you're pretending that it's a, a field with some mountains, oh. you make some terrain, some flock on that on those trees, some hills, and then you have like an army, and then your opponent has an army, and then you try to pretend kill your enemy, your opponent's uh, little guys, and send them back to their box of of hell. Why only pretend kill? Why not real? They're not alive, RJ. They're they're plastic. Have you seen small soldiers? I have one time. Yeah, so let's not <laughs> let's not jump to they're not alive <laughs> too quickly, okay? <laughs> that movie sucked. Oh, it's... no, that movie's so good, Jared. Uh, oh, no, it's terrible. It's so good. You should watch it today. It's so no. good. I saw it in theater. I, like, I in mean, the... that's that's incredible. That's such in... a cool movie to see in theaters. No. I think and I did, like, too. I was excited. I was like, this is going to be really awesome. And watching being like, oh. It is awesome. Phil Hartman is there. It's got my all-time... It's got my all-time... Uh, my... um. My like, not Everest, but my unicorn uh, action figure, uh, uh, Freakenstein. Do you know Freakenstein, Jarrett? I, I don't remember that. Okay, I could send you a picture, but that's a, a lot of work. You should just Google Freakenstein because that's my that's my all time unicorn action figure that I'd like to get one day. Did they ever the do Freakenstein? One? They did, they did, but uh, I I had a couple small soldiers, but not him. He's the one where it's like he gets ripped apart, and they try to piece him back together, um, and they call him Freakenstein. That dude is so cool. Did you did you find him? Yeah, there's like different versions of it. There oh, are. Man. It's he's cool. Fine. Let's just let's just say he's cool. Come on, if you were a kid and you had that thing, that'd be. I was a kid. Cool. I don't know. It doesn't speak to me. Freak Freakenstein doesn't speak to you. He <laughs> sadly, I have to, have to say it. It does not. It doesn't. It's not. It's not floating my boat. Okay, you can get a Freakenstein right now on eBay for forty-seven dollars. It's not 30... the McDonald's one though, is it? The one that has the red the... foot hand. No, it's like same color skin, like that hmm. blue. Uh, thirty-two dollars shipped. So. Be looking I don't at know. Like 80, 80 bucks. So there, so there is. I'm now seeing the Burger King uh, version. Yeah. I, I'm I was going to say, I don't know the, if that's uh, the premium figure. The premium figure is pretty expensive. There's a Tom McFarlane Frankenstein. Yeah. How much is that one? 22 bucks. 
No, come on. Starting bid, maybe? No, that's like a buy now, but it's not your Freakenstein. It's Frankenstein. Oh, it's got to be Freakenstein. I know. I'm not seeing one. Yeah, because uh, they're hard come by. Fuck, that's an old pack. Did I have one of these? Freakenstein? No. So there was like these universal like Dracula toys they did, and I swear I had one of those things. I'm trying to sell one for like fifty dollars. It's like mm. toy sucks. <laughs> I hated that toy as a kid. Okay, there is one. I'm gonna send it to you. I know how much you love uh the internet. The yeah. internet? Yeah, hold up. Okay. This is gonna be a gigantic code, and you're gonna be like, Are you trying to hack me, bro? Jared, are you I'm... trying to hack me, bro? You'll see. Do you see this? What did I just send along? Yeah, let me see here. Oh, it's missing half of his parts. They're just not in the photo. Or they're are they just out of frame? He's missing an arm and a oh, leg. Yeah. Oh, and I see. In- arm. Incomplete used has wear. Yeah. <laughs> he's only got one leg, Jer. Well, he's Frankenstein. I know, but he's supposed to have... His other leg, like one of his arms is supposed to be a leg and a foot. Okay. What's one of his is legs there's, is supposed a, to be an arm. There's another seller that has it for $66 and $20 shipping. It looks like it's missing the exact same side. What the maybe this, fuck? Maybe this toy is just incre- uh, very difficult to uh, maintain. Hey, did you know That's that they I'm did saying. a... Uh, do you know they did a Ninja Turtles Frankenstein monster? That's pretty cool. I like that. Hey, I saw uh, Pizza been Hut. A, this, this is like turning into Toy Talk tonight. This is Toy Talk. I saw Pizza Hut was advertising this week Pizza Hut uh, X like meets um, X meat X meets uh, TMNT. So there's going to be a crossover soon. Yeah, this you know, Raphael Frankenstein's you know, cool. You know, there's a TMNT Stranger Things comic. Yeah. <laughs> 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 No thanks. I'm gonna say no thanks on that one. No thanks. No but buys. Whatever the TMNT cross Pizza Hut thing is, I'm I'm pretty into that. Oh, oh. Here you go. I got Did you. you. I, I, I got you. Yeah, you got you got to pay a premium price though. Yeah. What is this? Pre- See, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's why uh... there's a figure that I can't get. Why? That's too much money. You got a job. You get the tip out at Pizza Hut. The tip? uh, Pizza Hut never tips out. Yeah. Is it because you're breaking all those dishes? Yeah. I'm always breaking the dishes. See, now that you see the toy, though, do you see how cool he is? It's like, I mean, I guess if I was a child that, like, liked this movie, I think that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. He's cool. I think it would be really cool if you bought it. That would be cool. One day. No, you'll one never day. buy. You never, never have. I, I would like to just find one one day. Do you know what I mean? Whoa, the algorithm knows. Why are you being recommended small yeah. soldier stuff now? Uh, you'll see. You can read it if you want. Uh, this, okay. this, this is a uh, Zuck, <laughs> Zuck the cuck. Oh, uh, Zuck the cuck. Yeah. This I is his. Al- this is this is his algorithm at work. Uh, when you sit on the toilet too long looking at G.I. Joe's on eBay and then have to learn to walk again. Good lord. Yeah. Thank courtesy of Checkpoint Alpha, which I think is like a G.I. Joe maybe thing, but because it's got Is this Cobra. on Facebook? This, this is on Facebook, yeah. 
I have been getting. I have never in my life most... gone. I've never gotten anything to do with like J. Joe in my life. I don't give a fuck about J. Joe, but I've been looking at toys and the yeah. algorithms found me. It I got know. me. I've been getting the worst recommend. Like I don't go on Facebook often, but like when I go, but when on you it, do, holy fuck. Some of the things that they're recommending for me, it's just like, I've never liked Ooh. anything even remotely <laughs> like this. Like weird libertarian anime memes. Well, like that, or like there was one, it was like a girl in a bikini on a tractor. And I was like, why am I getting recommended this? Like, it's like I... they, they just go, well, this person's from uh, Alberta. I mean, sure. And I get, yeah, that, or I get recommended Marvel stuff. Like, and I, I, X, I click X on them every time where it's like, yeah, we'll, we'll mute this for a while. And then it just comes up and it comes up and it comes up and I'm like, go away. It. Ah. so you got any news um the world's a bad place still oh. there's a lot of casting for that superman movie are you excited uh i saw they have a guy playing superman and a gal playing Lois there's more Lane. more is gonna be guy gardner you know about guy gardner what you know about Nathan Fillion? Uh, yeah. From Edmonton, I met him once. Na- oh, I made him Nathan laugh. Fillion. <laughs> I yeah. said Nathan Lane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nathan Lane's gonna be the next uh, Guy the Gardner. Next Batman. <laughs> uh, yeah, Nathan Fillion's gonna be Guy Gardner, which uh, I know you're a big Guy Gardner fan. <laughs> Who uh, is this? The, some lady is gonna be Hawk Girl, and I was like, okay. Some lady. Some guy is going to be uh, Mr. Terrific. And I was like, okay. I'm just telling you the characters that are going to be in this movie. Uh, guy Gardner, Mr. Terrific, Hawkgirl. And then today, uh, they cast Metamorpho, which I think is kind of cool. This is, like, all, this is all going to be in the Superman movie? Yeah, that sounds like a little too overpacked, eh? Uh, but I think maybe yeah. Guy Gardner alone would have been enough. But uh, yeah, Hawkgirl, Mr. Terrific... And uh, today they said Metamorpho Rex Mason. Jerry. Hey, what what popular song are they going to use in the trailer? And what and it'll be a cover. And who do you get to do it? Like these are all these yeah. are the big things that they're thinking about. They're, they the movies like it doesn't matter. So eh, they'll see the movie no matter what. We we want to get them into the theater. It's hey, I, I got kind of trailer. Do you remember Ace of Base? Like, I saw the sign. And opened up my eyes, I saw the sign. But it'll, but it'll be slowed down and dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be... Uh, it'll, be like, it'll be like Nick Cave. And he's, <laughs> yeah, in his red right hand. It'll be Nick uh, Cave. No, I think they already did that. They went, That's the Zack Snyder route, so it can't be Nick Cave. No. That's something else. Yeah. Grimes. Love Grimes doing it. Grimes. Yeah. It'll be something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Is that the oh. news? Is that all? Is that it? Uh, Hugh Jackman's Wolverine suit, as comic accurate, has been in the news lately. Have you seen this comic accurate you... Wolverine suit? <laughs> you're you're, have to, you're going to have to slow down. Have you seen the comic accurate Wolverine suit from Deadpool 3? 
accurate. Is Klomic accurate? Uh, I remember someone getting really mad at the store when I said the Deadpool trailer didn't look very good. They got real, like, really, like, what? Like this new one? Like, no, from, like, two or something like that. Oh. Uh, well, have I've you seen, seen it? <laughs> have you seen the new comic accurate Wolverine suit, Jared? I, I'm looking at it. He's wearing sunglasses? Uh, no, shouldn't be. It should be Deadpool and Hugh Jackman. Yeah, and Hugh, Jack- yeah Hugh Jackman's wearing sunglasses in it. Yeah, I see it. That's I'm not the looking. official picture. Oh. He's not wearing well, sunglasses. You've been, you've like, been scammed. This is on site. You've been scammed. Have I? You've been scammed. You've been oh, scammed. I don't think so. And in the fact that I've I've just been saying this stuff to you as a joke, I'm on Facebook now, and 15 ads in a row, I'm not kidding, are all about this this costume. Yeah. I've 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 done it to myself, I guess. What are you, what are you oh, okay. See? He's wearing sunglasses. He's okay, smiling. in this picture he is. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's not the picture I saw. But yeah, that's the suit. It's mm-hmm. comic accurate, Jarrett. I guess. It's comic accurate. It's not a very strong blue. No. Bub. It's a little, uh, little muted. Bub. 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 Anyway. Yeah, talk more like Wolverine. Listen here, bub. This suit here is comic accurate. Rosie O'Donnell was in a movie about riding the bus. Yeah. With her sister. With her sister. Anyway. Well, RJ, um, you ready to like go to the thrift store and get yourself uh, an old man hat and some some trousers? That you have some suspenders, you you don't even need a belt. I mean, not likely. All right then. Okay. After the break, uh, we're gonna go wash the horses.
podcast and tonight we're talking about stranger than paradise from 1984 directed by jim jarmusch and rj it's behind 400 what does that mean it means we've been doing this for a very very long time yeah it's not our 400th episode though right nope nope it's not uh we're getting close to 350 though yeah so that's less special i would say less special i think the biggest thing here is this may be spine 400 but in our hearts we know we know you know no tagline for this film but if if you had to make it for this movie what would it be my tagline for this movie yeah i mean if i was the if i was like the if i was shown this cut and i had to actually make a real thing the tagline would be i put a spell on you is what the tagline should be for this film. It 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 will put a spell on you. Is that what it is? Well, it could be. It will put a spell on you, yeah. yeah. But my tagline for this movie would be um smoking hungarians. <laughs> Paprika. I think that might turn away even its target audience. Yeah, but you know what? That might that, 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 some well, other people. That, that could be the title of the movie. Smoking Hungarians, paprika. Yeah, yeah, apostrophe. Paprika. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if that's what this movie was called, I would have watched it way before this week. Because I don't know if you know, Jared. I, I, I hit all three of those things. Yeah, you do. Smoking Hungarian paprika no. and fedoras. 
I got a and, pretty good screenshot for Saturday. Oh, I bet you do. For the Saturday post. You know what I yeah. mean? Mm-hmm. So, rootless Hungarian uh, emigrate, Willie, his pal, mm-hmm. Eddie, and visiting 16-year-old cousin, Eva, always managed to make the least of any situations, whether aimlessly traversing the drab interiors and environs of New York City, Cleveland, or an anonymous Florida suburb. I don't really agree with that. <laughs> no. Because I don't think that they're trying to make the least of things. Like, they're trying to do things. They just sometimes are lazy and sometimes don't do the right thing. <clears throat> no. But also, how come they have to specify that she's 16? Is there, like, is there a reason? Like, like do you know what I mean? Like, why does it, couldn't it just be like, and his cousin? Why do they have to specify that she's a teenager? Did that even come up in the movie, or am I just blinking out on that? I don't think it came. I don't know if it came up. Like, there's mention that she's uh, his cousin and that she's younger, but uh... so okay, this is curious. So we'll talk about this movie, but I'm I'm, I'm looking on that Wikipedia and Pauline Kale. Remember oh, Pauline yeah. Kale? Mm-hmm. She gave the film a generally positive review, and okay. she wrote. The first section is set in the bare Lower East Side apartment of Willie, who is forced to take in Eva, his 16-year-old cousin from Budapest. Like, where did they get this information? <laughs> For 10 days. The joke here is the basic joke of the whole movie. It's in what Willie doesn't do. He doesn't offer her food or drink or ask her any questions about life in Hungary or her trip. He doesn't offer to show her the city or even supply her with sheets for her bed. Then Eddie comes in, even further down on the lumpen scale. Uh, what? What? The lumpen scale? Okay, continue. Yeah, what is what is this? The lumpen. Scale? Ah, the that's like the lumpen proletariat, RJ. It's about class oh, struggle. Of course. Rabble. Of course. As, as as per Karl Marx and the Communist Manifesto. Okay. Uh, Classic. Uh, Willie bets on the horses. Eddie bets on dog races. Eva, who never gets to see more of New York than the drab, anonymous-looking area where Willie lives, goes off to Cleveland to stay with Aunt Lottie and work at a hot dog stand. And when Willie and Eddie go see her, all they see is an icy wasteland, slums and desolation. <laughs> wow. Uh, and Eddie uh, says, You know, it's funny. You come someplace new and everything looks just the same. The film has something of the same bombed-out listlessness as Paul Morrissey's 1970 Trash. It's trash without sex or transvestitism. The images are so emptied out that Jarmouche makes you notice every tiny, grungy detail. And those blackouts have something of the effect of Samuel Beckett's pauses. They make us look more intently, as Beckett makes us listen more intently. Huge. What does this have to do with Samuel Beckett? Uh, it reminded her of something. She's just noting it. She she knows more than you, RJ. That's what it means. Hey, hey, hey. That's, I that's... read a Samuel Beckett book once. Me? Yeah, I read that. You read that play? I read that play once. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've heard Samuel Beckett mentioned in other other cinema <laughs> entertainments. I know I know his works. Yeah. I know all about that guy. So I've seen this movie before. I watched sure, it many yeah. years ago. Yeah, uh, I actually had a old MGM DVD of this. Sure, you did. Um, rented it from the video store because it's kind of regarded as this cult classic. 
mm-hmm. uh, early work of Jim Jarmusch, uh, a 90s indie uh, popular Hi. director. Yeah, people mm-hmm. are all about that Jim Jarmusch. They like that big head of white hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, his and... Um, Devil May Care kind of like dead end. Like, I don't know. These movies like are very much an affectation. They always reminded me of mm-hmm. like um, Andy Warhol, how he talks. That's kind mm-hmm. of how uh, Jarmusch movies feel to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. Uh, I just like you kind of go, oh, you're, when you're signing up for a Jarmusch, you know what you're getting yourself into, hopefully. You've made I, uh, enough of them. The way I describe it to Andy, because she watched some of this with me, and I was just like, I was like, you know, he hung out with Andy Warhol, and then we were watching it, and she's like, when did this movie come out? I was like, oh, early 80s, and she's like, wasn't Warhol dead by then? I was like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if he actually was or not. She wasn't sure either. She's like, was he still alive at this point? And I was like, I don't know. Maybe I just assumed they hung out. Like, I just assumed that Warhol, Jarmusch, and John uh, Lur- Well, hung So, out. when this movie was released in 1987, uh, Warhol yeah. died. Like, no, sorry. This movie got released in 84. Warhol died in 87. So, But doesn't uh, it... I, I, what, I, what I mean is, like, I'm, I'm with you where it's like, I feel like these, like... Jim Jarmusch and John Lurie are friends with Warhol. They just seem like guys yeah. that are friends. They're in the, the wheelhouse, RJ. They're in a they're in a wheelhouse for sure. So, Andrew also said my hair is looking like Jim Jarmusch's. Yeah, let's take a look here. I can't even. Uh, no, get out of here. No, no. <laughs> More uh, Wolverine esque. What do you think? What do you think, big guy? Big boy. Well, one, it's not white. Well, it's not white, but I mean, it's got vol. It's the volume, I think, of Jarmusch's hair. Volume? No. It's no. got big boxy nah. hair. Nah. So, what do you want to hear about Jim Jarmusch? Uh, we talked about Jim what Jarmusch. We, we watched. Yeah. We watched. We talked about Down by Law ages ago. Yeah, we talked about fishing with John ages ago. Yep, ages ago. Hmm. That was good. That was you loved that movie. Yeah, it's an incredible film. Uh, so yeah, for me this was a revisit. Uh, yeah. One thing I forgot completely about, and then watching it, I was like, oh man, a lot of Hungarian content. RJ <laughs> loves talking about that. <laughs> he loves it. What do you mean? I love talking about that. I've never mentioned Hungarian stuff. <laughs> yeah. Ever. <laughs> Ever. Mm-hmm. Uh. So anyway. Uh, Jarmusch, let's see here. Uh, his East his thesis film, um, uh, with permanent vacation <laughs> that's that was from 1980. And uh, its premise is the main character, an alienated, troubled hipster, wanders around a dingy New York atmosphere and is confronted by a number of intriguing characters as he ponders the question of life and searches for a better place. Vincent Canby proclaimed this film as a must-see for anyone who shares the belief that Mr. Jarmusch is the most arresting and original American filmmaker to make it or come out of the 1980s. Uh, you know what? Uh, so this movie, uh, Permanent Vacation, it was actually released as a special feature on the Criterion DVD itself. We it was? Watched. Yeah, we could have watched that too. No, we couldn't have. Cause was it on the channel? I don't know. I never thought to look. I watched this on the Criterion channel well, that I, I subscribe to. And I watched this last night. 
on the Criterion channel. I also channel. watched this last night, and if it wasn't on the channel that I subscribed to, I don't know how I would have seen it. You know what I mean? Yeah. At NYU, Jeremy studied under there. director Nicholas Ray, you know, director of Rebel Without a Cause, who had brought him along as his personal assistant for the production of Lightning Over Water, a portrait of Ray being filmed by Vim Vendors. Vendors gave Jarmusch the remaining film stock from his subsequent film, Der Standard Dinge, enabling the young director to shoot the 30-minute short that became Stranger Than Paradise. Citation needed. It was released as a standalone film in 82 and shown as Stranger Than Paradise at the 1983 International Film Festival Rotterdam. When it was later expanded into a three-act feature, the name was appropriated for the feature film itself, and the initial segment was renamed The New World. So it's the whole opening bit. Mm. Um, so anyway, what's this movie about? Well, as you can oh. see, it's listless. You can just talk. It's like a podcast. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so we have we have John Lurie as Willie. Um, and he's, he's going to be hosting his cousin from Budapest mm. uh, on her journey to Cleveland. But she... But, uh, you know, Auntie Lottie, she's going to be in the hospital, so she's got to wait in New York till she's out of the hospital. Yep. So, um, we had op- it was opening shot of uh, you know Eva like waiting outside of an airport, standing on a, a grassy hill, and a plane flies overhead, and then she picks up her bags, and another plane leaves. It's all a stationary, you know, tripod shot. Uh, that is the story of this movie. A lot of a lot of tripod shots, uh, a lot of single shots. Um, this Any is drones? this drones, no drones, but boy no? oh boy, can you imagine in a, a world where Jim Jarmusch had drone technology? Can you imagine? Would He'd be we using be, it in, would, in like a room though? Would, would would we even be talking about him? That's the question. I mean, I think the question is, how would we stop talking about him? So one of the reasons why I've seen this movie a few times and I've talked about it, or not talked about it, but have seen it multiple times, kind of know about it, is because this is kind of the best case scenario a person could really have as a first-time filmmaker with little money. Um, all you need is some, some friends, uh, somewhere to shoot, that you can control your light a little bit, uh, set up a camera, with a, get a camera, um, write a script, and make a movie. For, this is like as simple as it gets. This is stripped-down movie-making uh, that should be extremely accessible for somebody to be like, I want to try to make something. Now, that limitation of the medium is going to limit what you can do exactly with that. So you're going to be like, well, this is going to be a story about two guys and a girl because that's what I got. One of them is John Lurie, um, uh, an artist in his own right. Uh, and then you also have, like, you know, um, who's the guy who plays uh, Eddie? Um, Richard he, Edson. He, yeah, he's in a, a lot of things. He's in a lot of stuff. So it also helps to have some like charismatic actor types that will like hold people's attention to a degree uh, in your movie, which is going to be like um, kind of a Kerouac style story, kind of an on the road type of deal. Where Jack this, or John Kerouac? Uh, let's go with uh, Jack. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, uh, yeah, this is this movie really reminds me of this is 1950s hipsters um uh, brought back into the 1980s uh this is totally something that uh art school kids would be into 
yeah. thrift storing hard. You know, you go, you're oh, like, yeah. you know what? I'm going to dress like a grandpa, and I'm going to wear these. Aren't quite fedoras. Um, I think that would be a, a misnomer here. Uh, they're hats. They're definitely hats, and they got the little feather sticking out of them. This, this is like uh, old, old, old smoking grandpa hats. Um, I'm I'm very appreciative that we have the fedora expert, Mr. Duncan, here to clarify for us. Yeah, that they're not quite fedoras, because you know, uh, in my mind, I was like, that's a fedora, but I, I obviously I'm I'm just ignorant. You're, you're mistaken. Yeah, I mean, ignorance isn't a I bad. I mean, they thing. are. Just... They probably are. I just I don't know. I think when I think of fedoras, I think. Um... Like the wider, one you had. A wider brim. These have like, got like that upturned back. And I think these would be marketed as fedoras as well. I mean it's kinda yeah. like the tents. It's like what we call ten gallon hats. Uh they're not they don't necessarily oh. have to be as tall as a gunslinger hat, right? It's like it's basically any like cowboy hat. It's like a again, we just call it like that. A fedora hat, made. Eh? Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. I uh, I will note I did see a, a man wearing a fedora recently. Uh, in, the wearing, uh, <laughs> in the mirror, in the mirror, wearing a a three piece suit Classic. at the at the comic book store, asking about Pokemon. Did he buy any comics? No, uh, Pokemon cards or toys. Oh, cards. Oh. oh shit. That kind of destroys like uh, what I was going for there, but all right. Okay. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. But do the cards redeem it? No, I just I had in my mind what I thought. What I thought and what it, what it, what happened wasn't the same. Okay, let's just say that. Uh, so you get like such like writerly observations about you know TV dinner, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like what is that? <laughs> Where's it, what kind of meat is that? Where's that meat from? Probably a cow. It's from a cow. No. Beef. It's like, what do you do with it? Why is it called TV dinner? Because you're supposed to eat it while you watch TV. And you go, wow, huge. <laughs> it's, it's This is what yeah. the movie is. It's these interactions. It's banal. It's a celebration of banality. That is, I mean, to would me, you, what would Jim Jarmusch describe describes. Would you describe it as trite? Uh, no, I wouldn't call it trite. Um, so yeah, his buddy, cause yeah, so it's a lot of like sitting around. It's like, it's Godard. (laughs) Like this is what Mm -hmm. Godard movies do too. Black Mm -hmm. and white fedoras. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, usually, usually it's like a couple man and a woman, uh, a lot of smoking in those as well. Mm -hmm. But I think, uh, Godard's a a bit more of an exciting filmmaker. And I think German should be okay with that. You'd be like, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> you go ahead. You take the exciting stuff. I'll just sit here with the less exciting stuff. Yeah, you know, I want to make a, I want to make a movie about a bus driver. I'm Jim Jarmusch. It's about patterns. So, about patterns. Uh, Eddie. So anyway, you know, this is these awkward interactions. Of course, as the two spend time together uh, with one another, they come around by the end, going, "Oh, yeah, you're not so bad of a human being. You're not so bad either. I hate you to dress though." Because the dress is hideous. What a hideous dress. Uh, uh, did you find it hideous? Yeah. Pretty uh, pretty ugly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I like that you're, you're you're saying it like you're taking notes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I, I'm cataloging something for... um. No. I don't want to say it's like... 
like a case against okay. your character. Yeah, ev- 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 evidence. Yeah, you're the uh, <laughs> you're in the cross examination. Let's just say I will be protected, no okay. matter what. I see. Yeah, I see. Uh, so cigarettes. Uh, so it's like mm-hmm. I think where Eva really endears herself to Willie's when she uh, comes back after she's uh, shoplifted. Um, oh, and he's yeah. like, "Damn, girl, I well, like you already." The big thing is like, "You're all right, kid." Yeah, you're That's all right, right kid. <laughs> all right. Yeah, all right. And she's like, yeah, I know. I stole some shit. Uh, Eva's like a got carton. a... How'd she steal a carton of cigarettes? I don't, I don't know. She's that good. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So she's wandering around the streets with her little tape deck playing some Screaming Jay Hawkins, I Put a Spell on You, which uh, mm-hmm. the first time I ever saw this movie, that was the first time I'd ever heard that song. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, while I'm thinking about this, I watched this in... I don't know, 98, 99. Uh, that wasn't the song that was like playing a whole bunch. Now it's like old hat, like a fedora. It's all over the place. Everyone's heard Screaming Jay Hawkins. They've heard covers. But that's the first time I'd ever heard it. And I was like, whoa, this song is really cool. Um, did, um, did When you heard the song, did it make you want to kind of go through the closet, get that fedora out, and kind of like... I think I'm, I think I may have downloaded this song off of Napster. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Interesting. Okay. Uh, so the first third of the movie, the first half hour, is just times in New York, and then they're kind of cut short, and she leaves, and that's the end of it. And then we go one year later. Um, then we have a a, a a poker game that almost goes awry. <laughs> uh, it's almost like a, a house of uh, games situation. Um. But these guys Almost. are the, but um, these two, uh, Willie and uh, Eddie, they're they're the fleecers. They take off some money and they're like, "Hey, let's go spend it." Oh, you know what? Let's get out of town for a little while. I want to go do something else. Let's, I'm bored because they're so busy being scamps. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're like, "Oh, let's take the car. Hey, let's go out to Cleveland. I wonder if uh, Eva will remember us. We'll go and visit my aunt Lottie." So they drive out. Um, they ask for directions from a guy waiting for the bus, and they make it. There's a lot of road con- road chat, very uh, much something that you would come to see, like chitter chatter uh, with Tarantino. He he chitter chatter chitter chatter. He became the master though of talking and doing nothing. Mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, years later. Mm-hmm. So then, yeah, they arrive in Cleveland. Some real Midwest action because it is winter. Mm-hmm. They find Aunt Lottie. There's some borscht. Uh, and, uh, paprikash. Or, 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 go, go, bakalash, go, and goulash. Goulash. Goulash and paprikash. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ah, yes. I'm sorry. Paprikash. No. Did you understand the Hungarian being spoken? I did. And I, I won't. Well, no, no, no. Wait. I understood one of the phrases. So that grandma kept saying, Kosunum uh, Sepan, Kosunum Sepan. And uh, I, I looked at Andy and I was just like, Dad says that all the time, Kosunum Sepan. And she's like, What does that mean? I was like, I think it means thank you. It's like, Thank you uh, very much, or like, Thank you kindly, or something like that. Kosunum Sepan. I think it's Kosunum Sepan. It's Hungarian, I think, for thank you. I, I, I knew that word because my da- I hear my dad say that all the time. All the time. Koshanam I think it means thank you. Thank you something. You think. 
I'm pretty co- I'm pretty confident. It means yeah. thank you. But, uh, uh, yeah, she yeah. says that when they're like, thank you for the food, and she says, cushion them, sup them, cushion them, sup them. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. So they arrive. Um, they decide, they, they, they find out Eva's working at a, um, a hot dog stand. Yeah. Um, where where she's working. Like a cool place. She shows up and they're, she's really happy to see them. Her, her accent has kind of, uh, her English has improved, which I think mm-hmm. is a nice little detail. Um, and she's like, oh, cool, let's hang out. And so she's got this guy, though, this co worker guy, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, this real poodle haired dude. Uh, That's he, a good description. Yeah, he wants to go to the movies, you know? He's like, yeah, hey, dear. We're going to go to the cinema. We're going to watch some kung fu cinema. Uh, or no, she he wants to go to something else. But then she's like, well, let's go see like, the, the kung fu movie. He's like, fine. And then, of course, these guys, these knuckleheads, they're along for the ride. And so they're they're really, uh, you know, stepping on his action, cutting in. Uh, you get the scene where he's sitting in the, the, the theater row, and it's like him, then Eddie, then... Eva and then Willie and it's all these shots of him looking over as the other ones are all enjoying the movie indifferent to his uh, frustration there's some passing of popcorn you get uh, Eddie when the popcorn comes getting passing back Eddie just reaches in and grabs a whole handful and it just goes on for some time long extended shots and so anyway they get a ride back uh, they drop off um, Poodle Hair uh, what's his character Billy I think that's his name I think his name is Fartman. Fartman. Yes. So Fartman's like, uh, Eva, can I uh, see you at the door? <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's got that he's a little bit of incel energy. A little bit. Little he bit. seems a little bit frustrated by things. A little frustrated. I think he saw things going a certain way. He doesn't like these these toughs from New York coming in to Cleveland. He's going to scoop her away. He felt it. He knew it was coming. Um, so anyway, uh, they, they go back to the Auntie Lottie's, uh, there's cards. Do you think she's a card cheat, by the way? I think she's a oh, fucking, she's like, a she, shark. Yeah. She's, she's just, shark. I always win. I'm very lucky at cards. Like you're a fucking cheater is what you are. Grandma. Hey, I, I mean, she, she's a good, wholesome Hungarian uh, woman. I don't think cheating. she's a cheater. Oh, I think she's totally a cheater. She's not a cheater. She's a good, wholesome oh. Hungarian nah, woman. She, she doesn't, she wouldn't. Link. She'd take them all for their money, and just not because she's good, because she's just better at cheating. All, um, all I gotta say is she seems like a sweet gal. Yeah. So then they go out to they go out to the lake Lake Erie, and it's completely white out. If anyone's mm-hmm. ever lived in the Midwest, they you know you know that's uh, what the world looks like sometimes during the winter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then eventually they're like, "Well, let's let's take off. Let's go. Um, we're going to leave now." And then before they go, they're like, hey, let's go to Florida. Where else would you go? Where else would you go? We got this mm-hmm. money. We got we, we we had 600 bucks when we left. We only spent 50 bucks in like the course of a week. Getting from New York to Cleveland, that's <laughs> not too bad. And mm-hmm. uh, then it's like, let's go to Florida. Let's bring Eva. And she's like, hell yeah. And so they get down to Florida. And there's a lot of time being spent in hotel or like motel rooms. And going gambling, doing exactly what you would do in New York. She's annoyed by this, that she's not even allowed to go. She's like, what the fuck is this? I thought we were all, like, pals now. I thought we were all friendly. And it's like, no, they're still dick holes. Mm-hmm. Um, so then uh, 
there's a scene of where she's like kind of going out for a walk, uh, kind of along the boardwalk mm-hmm. on this beach, and this guy sees her and starts just talking at her about her hat and whatever, and says, "Here, take this money. I told you about this because it's a it's a moment of mistaken identity." Mm-hmm. Um, and she winds up with a big fat envelope, which I mean, that's what we're all What's hoping for. Someone hands us a big thick envelope, and mm-hmm. uh, she she. She came home. Well, now I can make my own way home. I got all this money, but she doesn't even know what to do with it. But she's going to leave these two guys behind because she's like, "Yeah, I got money now. I'll give them some too uh, for their tra- for their travels." She's not she's not mean, but she's like, "I'm done with them." She, she was really mm-hmm. sick. She was frustrated with them. They come along. They're like, "Hey, they left this note in Hungarian," mm-hmm. and she's going to leave. And so they go to the airport, but she's already been there. There's a question about whether or not. Um, She's on this plane or not. And yeah, they all they all wind up at the end of this movie going their separate ways. And that's the way the movie ends. And that's that. That is Strangers in Paradise. Something I have to like constantly stop myself from saying Strangers in Paradise, which is a Terry Moore comic. So damn similar. It'd be, it would, or be saying really stra- or saying Stranger Than Fiction starring Will Ferrell. Man. If you did that, oh, no, no one would respect your credibility on this podcast, no. man. Like you'd be out the window, dude. So yeah, we done. got we got this Jim Jarmusch guy. You know he's a he's a fan of Jack Kerouac. You know he likes that Andy Warhol. It's all there. He he, he wears it on his sleeve. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are the types of movies he makes. You're either mm-hmm. going to be like all in on this, or you're going to be like, ugh, boring. They move along. Um, I came at, I mean, I I came at this uh, at a young age. Watched it uh, when I was far more susceptible to this sort of like approach to movie making. Because I'm like, oh, cool, low effort. <laughs> That's like how I viewed it. It's like mm-hmm. this seems this seems like easy enough to do. This approach it seems realistic uh, in the grand scheme of things. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I I don't feel one way or another about this movie. I think I even like when I first watched this movie, I was kind of felt like it was, you know. Okay, it's not my favorite. Some people like really love this type of th- simple, stripped down, bare um, sure. story ma- story making because it's like not even about. There's no story. Uh, it's just it's about a feeling. It's about a vibe, RJ. You know about vibes. You know people will probably. Heard. I bet you if we're on Letterbox, if we look at some five star reviews, there'll be someone talking about vibing. Vibing uh, this if they even watch this type of movie anymore. I don't know if they do. This kind of fits into that school of like, yeah, like what can you do with little resources? Uh, Bruce McDonald made a movie kind of like a road, road movies are great. Uh, fodder for film. Um, Bruce McDonald's uh, Highway 61. This reminds me of that as well. This would be like a like four I could probably come up with maybe of uh, black and white indie movies on the road, road stories. You can throw some eccentrics in there, spruce things up, um, and just like have little anecdotes. Uh, there's like, was it? Yeah, these like I don't know. I'm gonna call it Raymond Carver short short stories, kitchen sink short stories. But it's a more minimalist like, approach. Uh, more like more James like Elroy? No, 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 no. Come not on. not Carver, but Elroy. <clears throat> yeah, no, yeah. What about more Carver, Lee less Elroy. Lee, Lee Child. Uh, a little bit more like that. Yeah, a little bit more like that, maybe. Nice. Where's, where's, I don't know, has Tom Cruise ever been in a Jim Jarmusch movie? I mean, I'm pretty sure uh, Jack Reacher Never Looked Back uh, is a 
Jarmusch written. Werner Werner Herzog is in that film, so or is yeah, first Jack Reacher. So I'm fine Which, with this movie. I think mm-hmm. I, I don't hate it. I think it's decent. Um, sure. But yeah, Jim Jarmusch, he runs hot and cold in the sense that it's like, oh, it's warm or eh, a little chilly. <laughs> like I don't know. Sure. That's this guy. His modern output. It, it gets even worse. That uh, that undead movie of his, that zombie movie. Yeah, Terrible. I, his I vampire movie is not good. Um most of the time, these are movies you only ever watch one, watch once in your life. Like, I mean, Ghost Dog. I don't know. Uh, Broken Flowers. I don't know. You, you, you're you're one and done. Well, I don't know, RJ. That's where I feel about these movies. How, how RJ? What do you think about Stranger Than Paradise? Mm, what do you think? I. Is there a good sign when you ask me this question? Oh, no, what I, do you, I mix it up. What do you think I think about this movie? I in mix my it thinking? up with good and bad. Do you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I see. Um, I, 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 uh, I'm pretty in line with you. I think this movie's fine. No. I don't mind Jim Jarmusch. I, I think in terms of like, oh, what was that? crummy one we watched that black and white one uh like that was Jarmusch? like no 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 um in the last like 30 movies we've watched oh is it the rem- guy in radio yeah. border radio border radio bottom it, bottom 20 <laughs> yeah see there's a big difference between like uh in the yeah it is actually my bottom 20 of the last 100 yeah but it is in that and there's something missing uh, there is something definitely like Jarmusch is better than that. I think yes. that he he definitely has a voice and it's like inoffensive. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a wryness to his movies, you know, wrying, mm-hmm. W-R-Y, uh, where uh, it's a, there's an appeal. There's like a humor to it. And I don't know. He knows how to shoot stuff well. Like cause it is like these one shot types of deals because it's like, well, I don't have I don't have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> his ca- cameras are heavy. And you know you got John Lurie, mm-hmm. um, being a John Lurie. Yeah, he's in. Uh, yeah, he's he's looking a lot more uh, like he's eating better uh, when they made the second like part of this movie from the short. Because like there's like shots of him, he's looking very gaunt. Uh, he's eating those hungry in, man in, dinners, those in, TV dinners. Yeah, well, maybe he like had some good poker hands come up, and uh, he was able to like. Um, be a little look more well nourished, I think, in the for the two th- the other third of the movie, or sorry, the two thirds of the movie. I was watching we... a painting with John, you know John Larry's new show, painting with yep. John. Yes, I was watching one, and uh, he was talking about a dream that he had, where uh, or like not like a dr- like an actual dream, but like one of his dreams that he would like to have is that uh, him and his brother would go to Arby's and they would like get like one sandwich, and he's like, one day I dreamed that I could go and get two Arby's. And he's like, that was my dream. He's like, that was always my dream. <clears throat> That's how we talked to. Was that one day? <clears throat> <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> one day he could get two Arby's. Two Arby's. Do you know what I mean? He could get two Arby's. And I think, sure. I, I think what you're saying in this video is that halfway through the filming, that was when he could finally get the two Arby's and that's what made him feel better. I do agree with you though. There is, um, so like, 
I like Jim Jarmusch. I I think this movie's fine. Like, um, I don't think it's bad. You know, this, I don't think... when, when, when you're talking about two Arby's, all I think of is who slices. Who slices? What are you talking about? That that, that that didn't end well. Why not? Uh, well, you get killed by the police, apparently. Well, I mean, sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Well, two Arby's, two slices. John Lurie's doing great is the takeaway here. So far. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, I don't, I don't dislike it. I don't love it. I think it's, I think it's just fine. Like, I, I like Stranger Than Paradise, and I think what it was was like there were some times where I was like, mm. like Jim Jarmusch, are you being a weirdo here? Are you being an art house weirdo on this one? But then it would kind of fade away, and then it'd be something else, and I'd be like, okay, okay. Like he does have some dips into that, you know, where it's. Uh, some of them I like though. Like I, I do like the, cause they're all just like little snippets. And, uh, like you said, he was probably like, we just got to shoot this once, you know, let's just get it done. Uh, there were some of those snippets I really liked when, like, uh, when Bea, Bea and Ava are, uh, just watching TV, smoking cigarettes. I like that one. I was like, that's nice. They're just hanging out watching TV. But then there were other ones where <clears throat> I was watching it. I was like, hmm. I don't know if this needed to be filmed. You know what I mean? There were a few of those little snippets where I was like, you might have wasted that one. Kitchen sink. Yeah. Oh, well. And, and I was like, oh, well, oh, well. Uh, th- so, yeah, uh, I'm right in the middle. Like, um, I do like it. It is definitely much, much better than a lot of the other black and white junk we watched for the criterion. <laughs> like, border radio. Like, <laughs> that is some serious junk. Um. So much better than that. Uh, right. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I like that. I liked all the Hungarian stuff. Uh, they really show Hungarians like deadbeats, kind of. Well, Willie is a deadbeat. Ava and Wadi are not deadbeats. They're good, hardworking Hungarian women. You but the I mean? men. But the men. <laughs> you watch out for those Hungarian men. Not as bad as Italians, mind you. We're not groping for 10 seconds, which is legal, apparently, or anything like that. But uh, um, they're there, you know. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, no, I, I, liked, uh, I liked a lot of parts of this. John Lurie is good. I like John Lurie in this. Is he strong enough to hold it down on his own? I don't know. He's better fitted for a fishing with John, you know, where he could just... Just do his thing. Just kind of hang out. There's some of that bizarre uh, turns of phrases and dialogue in this movie, too. <laughs> like, or, I, mean, I don't know if you were watching this with subtitles, but there's another I was. Is that, I how was. That guy, is that how this person would express themselves? Mm-hmm. Can't, I can't point to any specific ones. There was one specific one with Eddie where he was talking, and I was like, hmm. Why? Something like, why would I would be happy to do that? <laughs> this is like, why would I... you be for me to be happy to be like that? Like there was there was a weird one where I was like, yeah, I, like, I don't know. I was like, that's kind of realistic because people do fumble their words quite a bit. So, no, that's never happened before. Nobody's fumble in words. No one. I don't know anyone who's ever fumbled a single thing they've ever said. Well, ever. Not on this podcast. 
Especially not this podcast. Especially not this one. That's right. Uh, way faked. Have you ever had a paprikash? Paprikash. No, probably not. It's just like chicken and onions and um, lots of like paprika and like some yogurt. You make it like real creamy and then you put on rice. It's really good. It's really good. This all reminds me of uh, a bit in Deadwood with Al Swearingen talking about the Hoopleheads yodeling on about their uh, their land of ancestry. Do you want to come over for paprikash? I'll make it. Uh, I'm good. I'm oh, you good. make goulash? Are, are you, you looked? If have you looked ahead at next week's movie, Night on Earth? I, is there Hungarians in it? I don't think so. But it's got Winona Ryder. Uh, I'm less interested. It's, it's I can got... make you this thing that we really liked. It was called Todushkalash. It was like a bun. It was like a bun, and it had like cottage cheese and raisins on the inside. Yeah. It's also got Gus Fring in it. Gus Fring? Yeah, Giancarlo anyone... Esposito himself. Is anyone stepping on his sneakers? And Rosie Perez. This is like a 90s song. Oh, Roberto Benini. Oh, no. Not him. Not I've never seen that. I've never, I had never seen that one before. But hey, RJ, yeah. you want about you want to hear from people who hate this movie? Seventy thousand people on Letterboxd have watched this. I mean, and they, and they all they were, hate it. If they were going to be anywhere, they'd be on Letterboxd. Um. Okay. Well, shit. Right off the bat, this is from uh, February. Mm-hmm. Anna Loves Climax. Uh, okay. Review reads, Boring! People do stuff like that a lot, hey? Anna's from New Zealand. Crikey! Her parents are Korean, but I live in New Zealand. But I was born in Canada. But I lived in the UK. Born in 2001. Also, Climax is the best film ever made. No, this is the. No, they they half starred Martyrs, another Australian's be- uh, favorite film. Crikey! Uh, Ayumi loves films. I'm sure they do. Half star. Sorry, but when I tell you that this was boring AF, I mean it. Okay. Also from New Zealand. It could be Crikey. the same. Could be the same people for all we know. They're they love, they love everything. Horror fan. Born in 2002, they say. From New Zealand. We Lucky. have S. Finelli, half star. Wow, was this film bad? I watched it because I was in the mood for a low-budget independent film that I'd never heard of, and I saw it had a decent rating on IMDb. This film exceeded my expectations for just how bad a film can be. For starters, the story is a bore. No twists, no turns, nothing. Mm. The dialogue even worse. The acting just as bad. Imagine a regular day in your life. You know, one where you sit around the house watching TV, maybe make yourself a sandwich, and then receive a visit from a friend. Not a long-lost friend. One who lives around the corner that you see three or four times a week. And you talk with this friend about mundane things for a while before they leave. And you brush your teeth and go to bed. 
Sounds boring as hell, doesn't it? That is this movie. I don't know. Those are all like things that everyone does. I mean, I don't know if I call it boring or not. It's just sort of indifferent. My favorite uh, scene, yes, sarcastically, of course, <laughs> is when they go to see a movie. For at least four minutes, you watch the characters as they watch the movie. No dialogue, just the sound of the movie they're watching in the background. They stare at the movie screen as the seconds tick and then turn into minutes. Then one of the characters passes their popcorn over to the others. Then another two minutes of them watching the movie. Yes, it's a classic. A classic dud. Do not waste your time. I feel like they're hitting the wrong things, you know? Um, They only have 20 films logged. And the last movie logged was in February. So I feel like they started this account and they gave up. They two starred The Big Chill. Finally saw this movie, which is now 40 years old. Soundtrack is awesome, but the movie is pretty lame. It's about about a bunch of pill popping, pot smoking, whiny yuppies who pop pills, smoke pot, and whine throughout a weekend at a vacation home. I don't don't think they do any of that. I don't think that's anything about what The Big Chill is about. Isn't The Big Chill about, like, coming together because a guy died and... One group know. of people want to be artificially inseminated and stuff. I don't remember anymore, but I, for some reason I saw I, I thought they were talking about Strangers in the Paradise, and I was like, what? No, that's the big chill. Yeah. The big chill, Jared. Yep, I remember now. The big chill. Uh, I was getting on to the next uh, half star from Andrew K. Criterion crew watched this movie on shrooms and then proceeded to think this was quality movie. This was painfully uh, boring. The contradictory American nature to be black comedy. My ass. It was contradictory to be convincing any inherent message or real in the interest of the audience within the plot. What the fuck? Uh, How does one make such a one-dimensional humdrum movie? 0. 0.5 out of 10. This person just four and a half starred the new Indiana Jones and Dial of Destiny. One of their favorite films is uh, Symbiopsychotaxoplasm. So it's one of their favorites? That's in their favorites, yes. Symbiopsychotaxoplasm. Holy shit. Psychotaxoplasm. So that, tell, that tells you about as, uh, as much as uh, you need. Tells you about as much as you need. Well, the love for Cleveland and the five-star department. And then, so you know, there's always someone who, like, named Rowan. In every review, they go five stars. I ship Eddie and the grandma, not gonna lie. They uh, they have uh, received zero. Why, they, why they, write that? They, they got zero likes for that. That's, uh, that's the saddest part. Well, I don't... Why write something like that? Get out of here. Stop is wasting there, everybody's is there time. They're named Rowan. Stop wasting everybody's time. You know what I mean, Jer? Uh, I'm seeing if I can find the review that I dream of, but so far I just saw. So good, watch it. Okay about whoa, whoa, whoa! About nothing and everything. 
about nothing and everything. Yeah. Pretty serious stuff here. Damn. One of the greatest, most ridiculous endings ever. No, it's not. Nope. It really isn't. It really isn't. People are crazy. But I think, uh, yeah, I think I do think though, on the whole, and we talked about this probably at some point on. I think uh, Jim Jarmusch's uh, style has kind of been left behind um, mm-hmm. because if his stuff overall hasn't, like, I don't know, he doesn't capture the sensibilities of a lot of people. It's like, well, I mean, Wes Anderson's uh, star has seemed to have sunk quite a bit too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, Jarmusch has no chance. As they as they fight over uh, Bill Murray's uh, rights, <laughs> I, I was mean, trying to think. No, he's our, he's my guy. He's my deadpan guy. He's always been with no, me. No, he's my deadpan guy. Which oh which? yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who's got the better hair? <clears throat> Garfield. <clears throat> Garfield. Garfield. Well, yeah. I mean, does, does Jarmusch still have the the that's that sweet hairdo? I think so. I think Wes Wes Anderson's the snappier dresser. I mean, I couldn't I couldn't tell the difference between Wes Anderson and Spike Jones. They just are like they just look like the same guy. Jim Jarmusch looks exactly like Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> what? What? They're almost the same person. Almost have you never seen same. that connection? No, I haven't. He he's Jim Jarmusch is more like a like John Lauren Kett. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, but not as many people know John Larenkett as no Margaret Thatcher. That's true. So Tales my point is that uh it makes sense, you know. It makes sense. I get it. Paprika. Paprikash? Any final thoughts on Stranger Than Paradise? Um Stranger more like danger of having a good time. <laughs> After the break, RJ is going to Budapest. No more podcast ever again. That'd be cool. Ever again. Jane, your famous poker games. Uh, what's Ooh, your yeah. favorite scam or cheat? Winning. Oh. I like to just win. Although last year I didn't win. You sound like a character, like a villain maybe, from like a Tom Cruise movie. Where? Just a rabbit's foot. <laughs> Where's Winning. 
Do you know where the rabbit's foot is? Uh, in Discord, I think. What's Discord, Jared? Why, RJ, thank you for asking. Uh, it's the second fastest growing social media platform in the world today. Second? To, to what? To threads, RJ. Are we on threads, Jarrett? Apparently, RJ, you signed us up. You put us on threads. Let me tell you, RJ, here's a little review, a little post-podcast review. Threads is boring. It's all the yeah. boring it's all it's all the boring people from Instagram of uh-huh. all of like I'm sorry, you people on Instagram, you're boring. You don't fight enough. There's there's no like hot takes. <laughs> Where's the neo Nazis? <laughs> Where are the people trying to incite, like, uh, the rise of fascism? Nowhere to be found in Threads. Everyone's nice, and they just talk about how great it is to be on Threads. And, oh, it's so wonderful. There's so less, much less hate on here. And I'm like, you know what? That's part of the addiction that we all have to, the, to shit like Twitter. It's like, it's, it's, it's nasty and horrible. And it gets wow. you, like, and it gets you upset when you look at it. You're, what the fuck is this? Goddamn fucking Twitter's piece of shit. And then you're on Threads, you go... Oh, this is so boring. <laughs> so it all sucks. It's huge. This Unplug, huge. but do sign up for Patreon and give us a dollar and join us on Discord. And leave threads. that leave that plug in. And you can yeah. follow us on threads too. I don't even know if you can follow people. Threads threads is just like, I have no fucking idea how it works, man. Yeah, I, I think I, I forget about it. I already forget about it like constantly except I for, just tried to create when I see it. the memes when I see the hot memes online that are like really lame about how Elon Musk and Zuckerberg are gonna fight, and I go, "What the fuck is this shit?" Yeah, I mean that's lame, but I just try to create Super it lame. so no one could steal our uh, our username. Here. Oh, then they'll be. That's true. I mean, our I think it's just. Username. I don't think they can steal it though. It's just linked to your Instagram. It is. I didn't realize that. I I, I thought like I needed to create it like it was a new platform, but uh, it's not. It's just there on your Instagram. Is an interesting new character here. I'm a threat. You, you sound like a you sound like a, the sidekick to a villain in a Disney movie. Huh? Nimbly in heroes. Yeah. Give me your best Tim Allen impression. We got a Facebook page which uh-huh. we do not use. We're on Instagram. I post on there sometimes. Oh fuck! Do you? I, every uh, time I post, I, I make sure to post on Facebook. I do. Uh-huh. We're on Instagram threads we're on letterbox i'm jared duncan he's barn loaf uh we're on soundcloud stitcher itunes google play you should review if you haven't thumbler thumbler crumbler thumbler that's my favorite little dumbler dumbler you you could review us and and in your review talk about your favorite home improvement episode yeah the one that really turned goth you yeah, that? do you remember that plot point, Jarrett? I remember memes. I remember memes. I don't think anyone ever. I don't even know if that episode really exists. I think I, I people... remember every episode vividly. Okay. Vividly, I vividly. When we watch these, I know exactly what's going to happen to a T, and I remember the goth episode. Okay. I, I remember everything. What's your favorite episode of where one of the kids shoplifts? Uh, the Simpsons one. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you you know Marge is Bart at Camp Granada. Hello, Mada. <laughs> yep. Hello, Fada. See, the best jokes are actually Simpsons. I I mean I agree. I'm not I'm not disputing that. Yeah, they're way be- way better, way good. See, we don't misspeak here, no sir. Here I am at next week. Camp Granada. 
Jim Jarmusch's Night on Earth from 1991, starring the 90s. The what? The 90s. You Is know, there a 90s like, sweat? Uh, I don't know. You'd have to actually be excited to get sweaty, I think. This is this is Jarmouche land. It's about cab rides. Oh, they're sweating cabs. You better believe it. You better believe it. Well, that's that. That's uh, Jarmouche. Man. Yep, he, he remembered. Mattress, man. Good night. Uh, hello, Marta.